Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios where we are just going to get into it and begin because right now, the New York Mets have the seventh best odds to win the World Series. This is very, very exciting, Mike Harmon. Very, very excited about this. Enjoying this this now. now. Yeah, as of right now, I mean, we haven't seen the adjustment for the Colorado Rockies just yet, but but for you, it's an exciting moment. Uh, I know you're going to quickly drive to the desert to get some action. Oh, Mets, yo. I'm a, you know, listen, with the news that baseball is back, the agreement has been agreed upon. The union and baseball have cleared their final hurdles to restart the MLB season. We now know everything that's going to happen. And now that we know everything, of course, the coronavirus is saying, hey, don't forget, don't forget about us. Because on the heels of the big announcement today, we find out that a couple of Colorado Rockies players, including Charlie Blackman, test positive for COVID-19. Bob Nightingale had that story. So we get this, we get Major League Baseball coming back, and COVID-19 says, well, hang on a second, I got something to say about this. 
But as it is, it's the best. We I've been telling you the best way to deal with everything going on with sports returning. The best thing, because I understand it's, oh, boy, we get this great news, and now we're still wondering the other shoe is going to drop. What's going to happen now? The Nuggets and Nikola Jokic is test positive for coronavirus, and he's got to come back to the United States. And what does this mean for him? And when the Nuggets want to restart, we're seeing Phillies players. They've had now, what, 11 people in the organization the last couple of days test positive for COVID-19. Think about it this way. Forget about that for a second. And just go by the philosophy we told you about last week. We get what we get, and we don't get upset. You learn it in kindergarten. My daughter learned it in kindergarten. Harmon, your kids learn it in kindergarten. You get what you get. You don't get upset. I didn't Whatever learn that till get. late. Really? Well, you went to a bad kindergarten then. Well, you went in no, Chicago. No, I just – You went look, to school in Chicago. Uh, survival of the fittest in Chicago. They probably uh, said, listen, you guys got to make sure you're not starting fights and shoving people in lockers in between periods, okay? Otherwise, you're going to wind up getting the needle. Well, I was the city of big shoulders. I had big shoulders. I used them. What do you want me to say? Instead of math, we're going to talk about the five stages of making deep dish pizza, okay? Number one, put your pens away. you got to notice off the top of your little heads, okay? Number one, cheese. Number two, more cheese. What was that over there? What's number one? Oh, get out. Go to the principal's office. You failed. You know what? I, I think ever since I was tied to a chair in kindergarten, uh, my worldview has changed. I really, I really think that was the end of it. The first person to not agree with sausage being in this deep dish pizza, you're going to have to transfer schools. You're fired. All right? we, don't, we don't have anything for you here at this school. You're going to have to go someplace else and learn. Okay, that's what we have. That is a pretty good rule to follow, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody – all right, I got one more. And if anybody <laughs> thinks that you can just take a piece of pizza – down to the subway and think a rat isn't going to take it from you, that rat will come up and take it from you. They are coming. I know it may be years from now, but there is a rat apocalypse brewing, and it will come, and the first thing they're going to do is take pizza. Then you're going to see cockroaches smoking cigarettes. All right? Then you're going to see bigger rats taking bigger pieces of pizza. Hey. Then they're going to start taking children down below the subway, and these kids are going to be raised by the rats, and it's going to look like Dances with Wolves except with rats. And then hey, these kids are going to come up, and they're going to lead a big revolution against us. And it's going to be our fault. Hey, don't you think they have been enjoying all this stuff? The murder hornets and all these different things happening in 2020. The rats have been able to operate in complete secrecy away from the rest of the world. The rats are in complete secrecy. But they haven't been fed very well, right? If people weren't going to work and we didn't have the carts and the bodegas really doing brisk business uh, day to day. uh, Well, they also have to have, you know, the the New York rats have to, if there's going to be a real big rat apocalypse, the New York and Chicago rats have to team up together so they're gonna have to send some emissaries from chicago to new york maybe they meet in the middle maybe they meet, you know maybe somewhere in pennsylvania and they it's have kind of an avengers big, thing yeah exactly. trying to figure out who the guy is that's nick fury trying to get them all together right right it's a big rat that looks like <laughs> the rat's got the patch got on his eye, eye oh, patch. that's nick fury he's got the eye patch uh so i patch a leather coat while the rats are contemplating taking over the world we are going to have major league baseball as the mlbpa and the owners have cleared everything Here's what the 2020 season is going to look like. 60 regular season games starting around July 23rd or 24th. So that's going to be the beginning of the season set to 
set to debut the week before uh, the NBA starts. Training camp will start July 1st, right? So spring training, summer training, they're calling a training camp now. It starts on July 1st. The trade deadline will be August 31st. So we're going to start, play about a month and a half. Ah, let's make some trades. It's not working for me. Ah, we're 15 and 15. Let's make some deals. Uh, there will be a universal designated hitter. Uh, for this year only, and extra inning games in, in order to shave innings and miles off of, of arms so games don't go too late because, look, we're playing a lot of games and trying to jam them in in a short amount of time. All extra inning games will start with a runner on second base. So this is how it's going to go when baseball begins. And I know that we, we get the story and, and coronavirus, COVID-19 is up. It's, it's reared its head in the past week in many different ways. But just if you think about sports that way, whatever we get is a bonus, right? We went into when, when coronavirus hit, we thought, how are we going to play sports at all, right? How are sports ever going to play? We had no idea how this was going to work. And would people even stand next to each other? And what kind of virus is it? Is it ever going to be airborne? What, what, what kind of deal are we at? We're not going to have sports, right? It was, in the beginning, it was, it, was, it was many people saying, I don't think we're going to have sports. And this wasn't being doom and gloom. This was saying, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic we know nothing about what is going to happen. Well, what have we gotten so far? Well, UFC has come back, and they've been able to come back and, and keep coronavirus at bay enough to keep going. We have had NASCAR come back, and trust me, we'll have way more on NASCAR in about 15 minutes. Uh, NASCAR's been able to come back, and as far as the product on, on the track, it's, been very, it's done very well, and the sport has done – ratings have been really good. Golf has come back, and golf has done okay. We've had one positive test for coronavirus, but being the solitary sport – golf is as long as everybody is asymptomatic it's tested golf is going to continue so already we've gotten more than we thought we were going to get in the beginning and now is with it's it's go time for baseball and for the national basketball association you are going to have players report in one week one week from tomorrow is the beginning of spring training or summer training so it's not like well we're looking at this in the abstract anymore we're looking at as this is how it's going to go and every day we have baseball even when there's no games that's a good day every day we have have NBA, even when there's no games or there's practice going, that's a good day. And as long as we can keep, you know, we put as many of those days together as possible. Don't worry about finishing the season. Can we play or can we start? As long as we know we're going to start, we're going to get sports, enjoy it for as long as we can. Because I'll tell you this, Mike Carmen, I guarantee to you this, is that these sports coming back are going to do everything possible, humanly possible, to play out an entire season. I mean, it may get to a point where, boy, COVID-19 is too much, but they are going to do everything in their power and then some to try to play this season. You know, you're going to be some positive coronavirus test. We're going to isolate right away. We're going to see if they're asymptomatic. We're going to, we're going to protect the players. We're going to do everything. They will do everything they can. They may not get everything right. In fact, they don't expect them to get everything right because you're dealing with something that there is no chart for, but they are going to do everything they can to play all the rest of this year in sports, whether it's NBA, Major League Baseball, when the NFL, college football comes back. So if you concentrate on those things and know, hey, let's be positive about this, that's something that you know we can enjoy this. We can enjoy it for as long as it is. And if something happens and it has to stop, all right, then what's next? You know, we've, we've, we've gone this long. We've gone four months so far without having team sports, and I think fans have been doing okay. And now we're going to get them back. Whatever we get is going to be a bonus. We're going to, if you think about enjoying it, and thinking, and that's the way, that's the mental attitude you have towards it, you're going to have a great time loving sports when they come back. Trust me on it. 
Well, it's like anything. You ad- you adapt to the situation, take in new information, and adjust accordingly. And we've had several months to work with this at individual businesses. And you know, I'm on record for for many a month, you know, raising my hand as to why some businesses uh, were more equal than others. Uh, the quote essentials among us. Uh, yes, it comes back to lobbying and pol- politics and uh, dollars and cents. But when it's all said and done, everybody's trying to figure out the new norm of, of doing business until we can go back to normal, right? That's that's it. And there's some control on this. It's never going to zero. So anybody that was trying to claim that suddenly there was going to be the giant Thanos snap and this was going to disappear, uh, not going to happen. So what do you do? You adapt and try to put in best practices and, and take care of business. You mentioned all the sports as they're working, right? NASCAR even had people at the stadium this past, at the Speedway this past weekend, right? Again, we'll get into deeper NASCAR stuff in a, in a bit, but the, the reality is you're finding a way. And for players, I, I get there's some trepidation for the, the different management groups, the commissioners. There's a lot of hand-wringing as they try to figure this all out. And you go into best practices, right? I have so many people that ask, like, all right, would you get on a plane right now? I'm like, you kidding me? I bet you they're spotless. I think there might not be a better place to be than on a plane right now with all the different checks and balances and expectations, right? They're limiting capacity on, on most planes. You get a middle middle seat that isn't isn't filled by somebody. Think about that. Think about that, Smith. You could go on a trip right now and someone <laughs> isn't shoving themselves into that middle seat and arm wrestling you uh, for that armrest. It's a beautiful thing. But you go you go through and, and we've all made choices. We've all had to make choices of what we're comfortable with and some players may still opt out. We had a couple in the in the NBA um, make that announcement yesterday i'm sure for baseball there may be a few players that decide you know whether it's an imminent birth of a child or one that just uh came into the world that maybe they decide this isn't for them and and they'll uh, adapt accordingly we're talking about 60 players get to go to the spring training camp so you have you know critical mass of guys at the ready some teams are thinking about having a taxi squad practicing somewhere else i mean they're going to get innovative right now's the time for innovation and change just like you're adding rules to the game you're also you know going to try to be very deft on your on your feet right and and be very uh nimble uh as it were to try to figure out all right we need to pivot this wasn't working how do we make it better and major league baseball is reserving the right to move teams to neutral sites for health and safety if, if need be so they're trying to put as many checks and balances they can in and remembering every day we get up and get moving we're assuming a risk, even if it's just the Lego that you stepped on, that Zoe left <laughs> in the hallway. We all assume some sort of risk going out down uh, and into our lives. And, and that's the thing for baseball, too. And remember, it's not all about just the millionaires and billionaires. Lots of other people make their livings based on these games being played in the neighborhoods, in and around stadium, the televising of them, and so on and so forth. So uh, it's it's industry on a large level uh, and a lot of people uh, that are relying on its return. 
Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And that's the, you know, you hit on the one thing we need now from baseball. It's all right, this is a great day. And yes, there, there's going to be questions, right? What's the relationship going to be like with players and, and, and the teams after all of this going on? But what we need now, we haven't gotten, and, and quite frankly, I'm surprised we haven't gotten anything on this, even to distract us from the labor issue, is that, okay, what's baseball's plan now for COVID-19? What's their plan when players test positive? How are they going to be taken out, put in isolation? What is it going to be? What's going to be the plan for players in their home parks? Because everybody's going to get to play in their home park, and they're going to have spring training or you know summer training in their home cities. That's the next part that we need kind of soon. Like I would say, okay, you want 24 hours to say, hey, let's take a victory lap and baseball is back. But we kind of need that. And I'm, I'm really surprised, Mike, that we haven't gotten it now because you'd think baseball would have this part buttoned down going, okay, listen, we'll figure out the labor part of it, but we can at least do the safety. We can agree on that. And we haven't really gotten any of that yet. And e- even if they wanted to do it just to distract us from the, the uh, ridiculous labor stuff that was going back and forth, you'd think we'd have some of the, hey, here's what baseball is planning to try to be safe for COVID. COVID-19, but I kind of need that tomorrow. You know, it's, it's like, okay, this yeah, is no, good, I mean, they've signed tick, tick, off tick. on it. Next week is yeah. coming no matter what, but what, what, what are the big plans? Because I know a lot of players are already going, hey, great, we're happy. What's next? What do we know about this plan? So you know most of the players still don't know exactly what Major League Baseball wants, and the fans, the meet, none, none of us know either. Yeah, the, the representatives agreed to it, so we know that They've come to that understanding, whatever that laundry list is, out of that original 67-page document that we heard about so famously a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I suspect in the next 24 hours we get that uh, nailed down, right? Make sure that, you know, you've buttoned it up. You've taken out any of the extraneous details that you've clarified any points that might have been great talking points in the meetings, right? The Zoom meetings or the face-to-face meetings or whatever you did to get to those agreements. Uh, You now have to put those out in a little more uh, extensive way, right? So there's no ambiguity about it. So I I would suspect in the next 24 to 48, we get more of that. The players uh, will... get to Twitter and Instagram and anything they take exception to, we'll know about it tomorrow. Uh, But in the interim, uh, I I think right now everybody's just exhaling, saying, okay, we avoided another catastrophe for the moment. Because remember that we were still waiting on grievances and all sorts of legalese to start flowing down and say, yeah, 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 fine, force us here. We'll see you in hell. Uh, And now we're going to drag this into court for months and years at a time and fight you, which – Look, they could still, I guess, technically go through that those hoops if they wanted to uh, to really make this messy. But, you know, in terms of the details, I, I suspect give it 24 to 48. One of our four or five trusted baseball insiders that have had us all the way yeah. through yeah. will be the ones to get their first their hands on it first. Uh, and then we'll move forward. But, uh, you know, it's a great day. They, they, they need to know. We, we need to know you got your act together on it. Right. It, it's not just this. And now, OK, now we'll work on the health part. Well, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, come on, come on. What do you mean now we're going to just show no, us? But you haven't you haven't showed us that you had your act together. Now, you know, show us a little bit more that you got everything going on and we're going to proceed like we should like the other sports are trying to proceed to come back. Well, I would say this, though, the fact that they agreed on it. Right. And that's the report we're getting is that they agreed on the health protocols means that they weren't operating in a vacuum on the cash side. Right. That might have been the only part that was leaking to us because. Let's face it, that that was deciding whether we played, not how, 
right? So yeah. the the how is is the the details there. I mean, you're excited about because you want to see how it, you know, the the sausage is getting made here. I think most people are just like, screw this, just give me baseball. I don't care. <laughs> get them in a bubble. Put them actually in bubbles. Get some, you know, bubble gum uh, around them. Whatever it takes. Let's just get back on a field so I can bet, so I can play fantasy baseball, and that I can have a few moments uh, where I can justify eating a lot of hot dogs. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more on the return of baseball coming up. What could stop it? What could give teams a big advantage? to try to make it through and win the World Series like the Mets. We'll tell you all of those things. <laughs> but coming up, a well, in, in a sport filled with left turns, we had a right turn today in the NASCAR controversy that I think took us all by surprise. Really big surprise. We'll get into it coming up next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And baseball is back. We'll have more on that coming up in a few minutes. But uh, today, let's just say the story we got out of NASCAR was not at all what we expected. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next-day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. At AutoZone, free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So last night, when we finished talking about the NASCAR race, Bubba Wallace finding a noose in his garage this weekend at Talladega, the sport basically stopped. They had an investigation that was coming. This is something that obviously cannot be tolerated. NASCAR stepped together. The hashtag, I stand with Bubba, trended all day yesterday during the race and the picture of Bubba Wallace with all the drivers behind him in solidarity, showing everybody there's no place for the NASCAR was fantastic. And then we talked last night and said, okay, this can't be the end of it. We got to find out who did this now. No, that's what, right. Who I mean, could possibly we, have done this, right? Well, well as we talked about in? it, right? The, yeah. we, we left it in the terms of allegations of a noose being found and, well, uh, as we would come to find out, uh, using the allegedly, as we, we've used on the show at times for things of this nature of uncertainty, well, it was the appropriate term. NASCAR and the FBI finished their investigation today, and I, and I don't think anybody was expecting for what they found out. Basically, it shakes down like this. It was not a noose that was made and put in Bubba Wallace's garage. It was a pull-down for, for the garage that Bubba Wallace was assigned a week ago that was fashioned in the way of a noose to grab onto it and think about grabbing onto a handle and pulling it down. Now, is that the it's best way to— a heavy drawer. Yeah, yeah, is that the best way to, to handle something? No, it's not, because you can still see the noose. This was put up in October of 2019. Bubba Wallace was assigned that garage last week. Uh, as you know, there hasn't been races, so yeah, here we are showing up, and this is what's going on. A person on the team walked in, saw the noose, 
told people right away, this is what's going on. NASCAR found it. And then this is what started the investigation. But Bubba Wallace was not victim of a hate crime. This was not done by somebody who put this in, not by somebody who done uh, did this because they knew Bubba Wallace was going to get that garage. Because, again, he was assigned it a week ago. Uh, could you really get out there and say, well, maybe somebody knew that the, the pull down was in the shape of a noose and they gave Bubba Wallace that? Okay, now you're, you're kind of reaching and stretching for it. But this is what the final result is, is that this is not a hate crime. All of this that went on, uh, there's nobody going to prison for it. This was not made in a noose. This was not made to have a, a statement on the Confederate flag or any of it. And now I think you and I and basically everybody else who has talked about this story for the past 24 hours go, oh, wow, I, I, I really can't believe that this is how it turned out. And a lot of the first reactions to this coming from online and people saying, ah, see, we talk, you should have looked into it. There should have been something looked at more. I had questions about it anyway. Why were there no pictures of it? Well, you're not going to put a really going to put a picture of a noose up and say this is what was I mean, come on. Uh, so, look, do I feel embarrassed? Of course I do. You know, but this was a story that didn't turn out to be what it was reported as being. But in the end, what is your response going to be when NASCAR reports they found a noose in the garage? I mean, what, what, what are we going to say? Well, let's wait and see if it's really a noose. Uh, NASCAR's reporting there's a noose found. Okay? I mean, seriously, what, what, what do you think the reaction of anybody is going to be when this story comes out? It's a very big topic. It's a very big story. When you consider everything that's been going on in our country, race relations-wise, we've had uh, black men being hung across the, the country that uh, have, that look like suicides, but there's going to be investigations into these. So it's a, it's a real tenuous time right now in America. So when you hear a report that NASCAR says a noose was found, how are you going to react to it? You're going to talk about it. We're going to say, of course, this can't be something that happens. This is not something that, that, that should pass muster. Whoever did it should face consequences for it. Of course, that's what should happen. Now, honestly, this is on NASCAR to do a little bit more digging before they said, hey, this is what we found. But I completely get where things got out of control and this is where the story was because clearly it was a noose and if you're someone who was walking into that garage and it's Bubba Wallace's team and it's his garage and the first thing you look up you see something that looks like a noose hanging from the garage what are you going to say hey dude there's a noose hanging from the top of this garage everybody looks at it and sees this wow that's a noose I, what are you going to say? Well, it's just a handle. No, it, it looks like a noose. That, that's going to be the story. And that's what we've been dealing with for the past 24 hours. So like I said, is it embarrassing? Yeah. Do I feel, oh, man, this story wasn't what we thought it was? Yeah. But in the end, of course, this is what our response is going to be when this is something that's reported. This wasn't a story that anybody reached for. This wasn't something that, well, maybe not. this is what NASCAR, we had statements from NASCAR. We had talks of investigations. That's just how it's going to go. So I, I get where this happened. I get where this went. And, you know, honestly, Mike, if this was the result that NASCAR comes together the way they did and Bubba Wallace is, is showing unity with all the other drivers uh, in NASCAR and NASCAR says, we're not going to stand for racism. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great ending for this story. I mean, and now it turns out there, there wasn't even a hate crime. And we had NASCAR is able to unite on it and do the right thing and say we're not going to stand for racism when racism is rampant in our society now and talks about it and protests and everything else is being, you know, thrown up there and we have to be able to respond to it. You know, to be able to say, hey, we're all together on this and oh, wait, okay, it wasn't a hate crime. I'm actually happy it wasn't a hate crime. I'm actually happy there's not somebody out there that was so upset about what was going on they're going to put a noose in bubble Wallace's garage. And so the result was NASCAR looks united. 
okay, I am okay with the results of this, even though the story was was reported wrong. We talked about it, and obviously the facts were different than, than what we talked about. But in the end, NASCAR came together. So that's something that I check off and say, that's a positive. We all know NASCAR stood up for the right things, standing up for their drivers and everybody else that's involved in the sport, and that was good. That part of it was good. Now, as we talked about last night, I mean, there was a lot of questions that we were deep into a Monday night. Race is done. Everything's been done. Uh, and the, the investigation should have been pretty fast, it seemed, if, if this was something, you know, that heinous in a, in a short period of time, right? FBI agents descend. NASCAR's got cameras everywhere in all of these garages uh, that, in theory, uh, this should have been done and done you know you go back to nascar's initial statement you know fiery is the the nice way to put it you know where they go sunday night that we were made aware a noose was found in the garage stall of the 43 team we're angry and outraged and cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act unquote talk about the investigation etc and eliminating well now now we have to go through protocols has nobody ever used one of those to close garages in nascar right before this becomes a big thing right Mm -hmm. going back to sunday night that that's and obviously the drivers together and the statement made bubba wall is going out and still perpetuating to a degree on the view and other places that there there was an act that took place when i mean we still don't know what the final results are as exactly how this came to be and and whether this is commonplace so that's something nascar will have to address in the process but there was no internal yeah no we've been using those kind of things to shut doors you know they're heavy we got to get some leverage so we pull it down or i it's just a question that that we asked a bit yesterday and, and we asked now right of of the these kind of processes in terms of how how much you did kind of talk it out before issuing this statement and jumping to that end. Well, right? he, I know it, it's it, I know it's a volatile time and you yeah. want to you want to act swiftly, but remember a lot of folks don't ever get the oh by the way this is what finished. They only get the start of the story. Yeah. And and for right for a lot of people no matter what the results of this are, they're going to think that there was a noose put in Bubba Wallace's garage no matter what the truth is that comes out. And that's the dangerous thing in this entire process. Well, yeah, I mean, you can always you can always try to rationalize something to yourself, even though it's the, the probability of something being that way is so small. But you can you can do it in your mind. You can rationalize that and say that's what's going on. Uh, I think, you know, this is pretty clear. Look, the FBI put out a statement. NASCAR put out a statement. You know, this is one of those cut through the clutter things where we can say, okay, so it wasn't a noose. Okay, I, you know, I I get it now. Uh, The thing is, is is that there's going to be a lot of pushes to why was this? Why did this run out of control as this was a noose put in Bubba Wallace's garage? The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. And you know what I think? I think about it like this, is that do you remember a few years ago there was that controversy? I think it was I want to say it was Vanity Fair. It was one of the one of the glamour magazines. And it had LeBron James and I think Giselle Bündchen on the cover. And the, the picture on the cover was LeBron with his arm around Giselle Bunch, who was in a really, you know, slinky dress, and he's dribbling a basketball, and LeBron's got a, a, a you know, a, a, a fierce look on his face. And I remember when that, 
came out that story hit and I'm looking at it on Twitter and I see you know look at this cover looks so racist it's like they're telling you that LeBron is King Kong and Giselle Bunchen is Fay Ray and here's you know you're making the, you're making this incredibly racist comparison and I looked at that so I said wow I got to look at this now I knew the story before I looked at the photo and I looked at the picture and I could say to myself well I don't know if that, I don't think that was the intent but now that I'm looking at it that's all I can see Right, because I was told before that this. Look at this, and that's I, clearly I could see it and go, oh yeah, maybe this should have been thought of a little bit differently. Right, and there was that controversy. If you walk into that garage and the first person who goes in and sees, and it's it's fashioned like a noose. It's not like it's just a a pulley that was people misplaced. No, this was done like a noose to keep the the door being able to pull down. If you walk in there and see it and say, boy, that's a noose. Oh, okay, let me go in and look. There's a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. If you walked in and looked up, you would say, oh, yeah, wow, someone put a noose in the garage on the handle on the door. That's what you would see. And, and so I understand completely how this got to that point and further because if, you're, if you hear there's a noose in the garage, one person's got to see it, then tells a couple of people, they go, and then that's all you can see. I'm sure if we all saw it now, we go, oh, yeah, there's a noose hanging from the garage. That, that's what it looks like. But it really isn't because we went through the FBI's deliberations, their investigation, they figured everything out in conjunction. Yeah, but they're able to go back and find out that it was sitting there from October 14th last year. But they don't know. But Who put this up there? I don't know. I mean, look, nobody knew when it went up there. When did that go up there? I don't know. I don't know. And a story like that, you know, is going to get out of control fast. All right, this is NASCAR's already been hot button with with the Confederate flag being dropped and fans outside still wanting to wave the Confederate flag. So they've been dealing with a lot of, you know, gasoline on the fire, you know, the Past, well, know, but, that, but then they added they added yeah. another tanker with sure. their statement. But That's the problem. Any, but I think right? is that it, is, as much as you might have had something flaming, you didn't need to go. And, I mean, you just dumped an entire truck on top by you yeah, know, but, angry okay. and outrage and this heinous act and everything. And not, hey, it, we're investigating this report. Yeah, then, but you know, just the, th- think about this, though, Mike. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, that there was, there was time to say, hey, we're, we're investigating. But think about the times we're in right now. What would have happened if NASCAR, who is under fire for race anyway, and now they've finally done the right thing and we're banning the Confederate flag because as much as it stood for gallantry and what some people in the South say, like what it stood for, for others Treason. it stood for racism and slavery, you know, we had to get rid of that. What would it have looked like if NASCAR's statement was, Ah, we heard it was a noose. We don't know what it is. We're kind of looking into it right now. Can you imagine what that 48 hours is going to be for NASCAR? And as you said, there's going to be people who say that, oh, you know, they're always going to think there's a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. If NASCAR had that strategy of we're just going to wait and see, it doesn't matter if they get proven right on Tuesday. What matters is their first reaction was we don't know that this is a noose. How can you say it's not a noose? It's a noose. It's in a black driver's garage. I mean, I I completely get why NASCAR went with because can you like I said can you imagine the blowback if that was what they said they couldn't say that even if they right but on the other side you just stoked the fears and incited that that visceral reaction on the other side I mean I I don't know that there's a win situation for NASCAR in this uh, but as you go through the events of the last 48 hours I, I just asked really just the procedural question have we never seen these in garages before? And that's something that everybody on a NASCAR pit crew should be jumping to Twitter one way or the other or social media or however it's going to come out to yeah. say, all right, those are commonplace or they're not. 
Well, Bubba Wallace went on CNN and said that in all his time in NASCAR, he's never seen anything that looked like what was hanging in his garage. He goes, that's a noose. Now, whether that was done as, you know, for whatever reason or, hey, I know how to make a pulley on this. I'm going to make it like a noose. And that's what's going to be the big pulley that, that keeps this thing. I'm just worrying about, you know, putting a handle on this garage. I mean, obviously, like I said in the beginning, that's something that could be thought of a little bit better. But, you know, I, I, I don't think this was pretty commonplace because I think if it was, we would have heard something like that before now. So it could be just a bad idea from someone who tried to make a, 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 a knot in a rope and, and, and didn't do it the right way and obviously did it in a way that caused this controversy. I mean, that's what I'm waiting to see. You know, who actually well, now put it up? Now it's the press conference you know? with tra- full transparency, Jason. Who actually, who actually put right. it up and why did they do it that way? Way. But the rest of it, I get how the story got to where we are with it. I mean, I don't know that there was anything NASCAR could have done differently. You know, I, I always look back and say, all right, what happened? How could we do it? What could they have done? How could we do it? Because I used to do this with the Jets. Well, if we had done this in the first quarter, we could have won. Sure. If we had done this and this. If we had yeah, fired Adam Gase at halftime. Absolutely. Sure. If we had made Greg Williams the head coach, could we have won this <laughs> game? You know, I, I do stuff. But here, you know, after this story broke, I'm going back and forth going, I don't know what NASCAR could have done. I, I really don't know how they could have done to, to tamp this down uh, more. Because even if you don't report it and you figure it out, it's, well, why are you keeping this a secret? You found a news, it's a secret and people have to know about this i don't know that there was anything they could have done and it would have ended the way it did anyway for for today with this i mean i'm glad i'm glad we found out the truth that's number one thing but i, I just don't know what they could have done well but even if there's no fbi charges they still have to explain the, the rest of the procedurals yep. uh, as we go so it'll be curious to see the transparency of nascar going forward Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We got more coming up in ninety seconds, but first, be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at ten p.m. Eastern, seven p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And we got a big story out of the NBA coming your way in about 10 minutes. In a day in which Major League Baseball is coming back, at least in theory, the plan is out there. Everything's been agreed upon. Now the NBA's plan, starting to see a couple of cracks in it. Trust me, we got a, we got a big story coming up on this in about 10 minutes. But uh, as promised, uh, the bad optic day for Tom Brady. Uh, as you know, in the past few days, the NFL has seen, and in college football as well, has seen a fair share of players test positive for COVID-19. What has the NFLPA done? They have advised shutting down, working out together. Uh, let's not have this while we figure out and get players healthy because we allegedly want to start training camp in the next month. Well, Tom Brady, video comes out today of him continuing to practice with some of his teammates in Tampa during the pandemic when the NFL Player Association has advised not working out. Now, this this thing is Brady has always been kind of a coronavirus truther in that it wasn't that big a deal. The very beginning it was, you know, what's everybody going crazy for? Wash your hands. He was jogging in the park downtown in Tampa when he clearly knew he wasn't supposed to. He kind of wants everybody to know that he doesn't agree with what's going on with coronavirus and, and all these measures being put in place to, to keep people in self-quarantine. Well, uh, also but, dedicated to the craft, Smith. He is, oh, he's dedicated. You could be dedicated to doing many different things. I mean, you can be dedicated by yourself. You can be dedicated throwing passes to, you know, your family. You know, Giselle can run some out routes for you. She can, you know, do a couple of things and, you know, maybe, you know, on that on that on that fly pattern, you know, fade a little bit to the left and the ball comes over your left shoulder. You know, there's things like that that can happen. But this is this is a really bad optic in a time in which most players are nervous about playing and getting together and being able to say, I'm confident to go out and play. Here you have positive coronavirus tests, and here's Brady saying yeah, no, I'm still going to go out and do this. And I'm still going to have teammates who do this. And this goes back to what we said last night, that the the overall return of sports is going to count on, and I said, you know, people in their 20s and 30s, now i got to put 40s in there because of Brady, is you're going to have to count on athletes in their 20s and 30s making the smart decisions when it comes to staying healthy and not doing something that could expose yourself to COVID-19. Not that Brady's going out to a bar, but when the NFLPA says, hey, we don't want anybody to work out and Brady's doing it anyway, you're the biggest leader in the sport and you're telling everybody, yeah, whatever we're trying to do here, this coronavirus stuff, not that big a deal. This is an awful optic for Brady who quite honestly should be leading in the other direction, but he's not because he wants people to know, I don't believe in what's going going on with the coronavirus, no matter what you tell me. I, I, th- th- this should be going the other way for Brady. 
advisory versus an edict? I mean, are they going to, you know, find them, suspend them, do anything? Because if they're not, then, you know, you're saying I'll take my chances, right? And that that's the, the crux of all of this is you know the risks and are you willing to assume the risks? And in this case, whoever's showing up with Brady, uh, everybody was making a big deal of the gray beard stubble. That was the other thing, showing his age instead of the – boyish good looks uh the the fact that you're showing up uh on the workouts with him Gronkowski and whomever else and you're making a choice you're you're an adult right if the NFLPA decides that this is an overall edict and they're not happy with it well now they've got to come and fire back on Brady and call him out and and put whatever measures in place to try to, to curb this, but just saying, hey, we strongly, I mean, what, what's the, uh, the words from uh, Demi Moore uh, in A Few Good Men? We strenuously object. Oh, uh, oh we strenuously kind of, object. Well, okay, in that case then. Isn't that kind of where we're at here in the same, uh-huh. same thing? Just because a bunch <laughs> of the guys get together in the park to run some routes doesn't mean they're necessarily at any more risk. They either brought it in or they didn't. Yeah, but then you, the, the thing is, and this is what pe- people don't get, is that you're, it's about you infecting other people. It's not about you getting Right, you but the point it, is that if you. they don't have it, then it's five guys working out in the park. Yeah, but do you know they don't have it? You don't know you don't have it. You have no I idea. I don't know. NFLPA said not but to do, do you? It. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, a big NBA story next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Oh! Welcome inside Hour 2 of the program. Baseball is back. we got Seth Everett, Baseball Insider, coming up in 20 minutes. What to expect from baseball's restart? We'll also get into exactly who's going to wind up having the big advantages as baseball's going to have a 60-game season. Players are going to get to uh, training camp. That's what they're calling it, training camp. Uh, in one week, we're going to start playing the 23rd or 24th of July. You got the designated hitter. Got all kinds of fun stuff to get to. Uh, and now, at least in theory, we are going to have baseball. Today is a good day. Baseball can take a victory lap, and then tomorrow get into hey, just how are we going to keep everybody safe from COVID-19. <laughs> um, but – This story coming out of the NBA is really what's going to potentially turn the playoffs into a how legit are they conversation, right? Because this is what we've had in baseball. How legitimate regular season are we going to get? How legitimate of a season is this going to be if someone wins the World Series? We're only playing 60 games. Uh, you know, who knows what this season's going to be like and who's going to really show up and are they going to be legitimate champions? Now, look, I'll say this. When the Mets win, it's legit. If anybody else doesn't win, it's not legit. <laughs> All right, that's how it goes. So there's, way, there's way that. To do it. Yeah, way they do it. Yeah. Yeah, there's the, you know, there's, there's there's going to be that, and there's going to be that way for the NBA. Okay, well, we're stopping. We stopped for so long. We're going to restart. We're not allowing all the teams to come back. We're going to move it. So there's going to be that built-in question of ah, how legit are the playoffs going to be. And 
I, I can't tell you how much I disagree with both of those things. I mean, yeah, in baseball, could you wind up seeing at the end of 60 games different teams in the playoffs and after 162 games? Of course you could. A team could mm-hmm. start out fast and then suddenly you go in the tank and, and not do it. Of course you can. But the best teams are going to make the playoffs. You are going to go through a regular playoff in the fall. You're going to have to win three rounds against other really good teams, and that's how you're going to win the World Series. The playoffs are going to be legit. For the NBA, no doubt that everything is legit because we know who the best teams are. The best teams make it to the NBA Finals. No one goes on a Cinderella run from the eighth seed and upsets the one and then upsets the That doesn't happen in the NBA. The best teams always make it, and we know who they are by game 50. All right, There's no, there's no difference in the standings now except for maybe one team that could maybe squeak in at eight or you see the seedings change on a couple of spots. So whoever wins the NBA championship is going to earn it. They will earn it 100%. It will be legit now that being said what's happening right now at this moment is what could turn the playoffs into boy how legit are the playoffs Avery Bradley of the Lakers has opted out of playing in the NBA's Orlando restart of the season he told ESPN this earlier tonight he started 44 games for the lakers this year he told them his decision is to stay back he wants to stay with his family uh and that's what he's going to do his son liam has a history of struggling to recover from respiratory illnesses and it's unlikely he could have been medically cleared to go into the bubble so avery bradley is choosing his family to stay home over playing in the playoffs now first thing for your family i get it Right? This is something we've talked about. There's going to be players, when it comes time to pack a bag and go, are going to say, I don't know about leaving my family. Is it worth it for me to do? We've been in off-season mode for so long. I really feel like we're getting a handle on our life and things are going okay, and now I'm putting it at risk. I'm going to go somewhere for two and a half months, probably longer, because, you know, the Lakers are going to have a long run. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go, and who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to be like for my family? My family can't come with me. Most likely my son can't come, so I'm going to stay. Oh, we told you this was going to be a possibility that players are going to choose to stay rather than to go and compete. And is this sure. going to be a lot of the players? No, but Avery Bradley is a pretty important member of the Lakers. I mean, you're talking about now you're going to go through and have to figure out new rotations and, and, and new starting players and, and who's going to play in place of them and, and what's that going to mean for the team this is what could throw that oh how legit are the playoffs in because you have Avery Bradley going to stay home Trevor Ariza already said he's staying home and you throw on top of it a guy like Nikola Jokic Jokic, who tests positive for coronavirus in Serbia, he's going to hopefully be cleared and come to the United States, be able to train and be ready for the NBA's restart. But what's going to happen if a couple of players get COVID-19 and have to sit out? And it gets to the playoffs. And the Lakers have to play the last three games of the Western Conference semifinals without AD and LeBron. I mean, is, is that really going to be a legitimate playoffs? Because that's yes. what's going to play havoc with this is if in a normal in a normal playoffs, guys are going to play, guys are going to go. But you could see that in many places, not just LeBron and AD, but sure. many teams go, boy, now we're playing without these two. We're playing without our two. Best. When normally in regular circumstances, we'd have these guys. And it's not. That's what's going to push this whole, oh, how legit is the playoffs? Could it be a farce? Players, you know, big cogs of teams deciding to stay home. And then what's going to happen if players, big time players, 
this camp. But what if Nikola Jokic doesn't get a, a, a free bill, of, a clean bill of health in time, then has to quarantine and come over? And who knows what happens by then? He's not ready to play. He's rusty. The Nuggets, who are the third seed right now, wind up getting bounced out in the first round. I mean, that that's those are legitimate concerns about a sport who wants a legitimate playoff. Yeah, and we know he he's already dropped some uh, several stones. Uh, as it were, in terms of weight. I mean, he is uh, he and James Harden, uh, poster children for the, hey, just go work uh, and, and take your walks during during the quarantine and, and drop some weight. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get your concern. In the end, everybody's playing by the same set of rules. You may not like it, and the sand may be shifting on a day-to-day basis, but nothing that comes out of 2020 in any field on this earth is going to be looked at the same way. Right. Think back to the drive by graduation you had to do for Zoe, mm-hmm. no matter how they pulled it off. It wasn't didn't feel right. Right. I mean, you did as best you could. Likewise, trying to get everybody into a bubble city for the NBA to make this thing come off. Look, they're doing the best they can. Trevor Ariza had visitation schedule with his kid, uh, said, you know what, that's precious to me, and that's the way it works because normally you'd be drifting into the offseason, right? It would be July. So it, it comes in. You have Davis Bertans. It'll be curious to see with the deadline approaching for guys to opt out, how many do uh, with contracts pending, right? Just deciding maybe this isn't best for their long-term economic gains here in the NBA. So that's a little bit of a curiosity as well. But I I think when it's all said and done, it's kind of like we, you know, your overall mantra of you you take what you get, uh, don't get upset about it. I I think for the NBA, it's the same thing. If people want to put asterisks or bemoan how things work out, that's the way it goes, right? If baseball teams get off to a slow start that were on paper, great teams, well, it didn't gel. It didn't coalesce, uh, and we'll see in 2021. Sorry if that didn't work out for the big guy that you brought in via free agency this year. Likewise, in the NBA, it could make for some interesting signings, right? Rumors with Bradley uh, opting out that J.R. Smith may become a Laker. Oh, J.R. Smith is already true. trending right under Avery Bradley because people are trying to make it happen. Let's make J.R. Smith happen. Hey, Tanya Gangul. I mean, he did work out with them. <laughs> Before they signed, uh, what, Dion Waiters, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I think when it's all said and done, we, we have injuries, we have illnesses, we have different things that pop up over the course of a season. Uh, will it be unsatisfying to some? Sure. When For guys that are playing, had their legacy plays going on, like a LeBron James or maybe the, the guy trying to be the best and, and take that. Because remember, Kawhi Leonard all of a sudden was the best in the world to some. Uh, Giannis and whether things work out in Milwaukee, right? Because if they don't win, then suddenly everybody's wringing their hands and wondering if he doesn't become a Laker at some point. I hear you out there, Frostburg. Stop shouting it. Uh, but the fact is that, you know, you, you're going to have to make do. Uh, and, and right now, Adam Silver and Cup company are, are just hoping that they can keep this thing together you know insert your strong superhero here trying to keep everything on the rails you know I, I hear you on it and and i think you can explain it away you know hey look this is kind of how it's going to be but i don't think that's going to stop fans if it becomes so overwhelming that here's five or six players who decided not to go that are big cogs in their team's machines and then here's players who have to self-isolate 
uh, you know, and, and they're going to miss a week, and it just so happens to be game six and seven of the conference finals, and it's a great player. It, it's it's going to get that tinge of that was the year where so-and-so won, and you know, that, yeah, that's you, how well, it's going to you know, be. You know we have a word for those people. Uh, but I, I can't losers. Listen, if you, uh, but, can you no, no, can you tell me? Okay, let's say you uh, you have the Lakers. The Lakers are streaming towards the the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. right? They lead the Clippers two games to none in the, in the West Finals, right? Here they go. They're up two zip, and then LeBron and AD and me, who knows who else? And a couple Smith, players just put them and in. And Jr. Smith. Hey, you know what? They test fine, and hopefully nobody does. I'm just using this as an example. I don't want to give anybody. You're trying to talk it into existence. What are you is, doing? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying anybody. If, if any big, I could, I could have said this for the Bucks. Breaking stop, news. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. I mean, but I'm not. Obviously, I want none of this to happen. I want everybody to stay healthy. But the odds are, we're going to get positive coronavirus tests. And you know, luckily so far for the players who have tested positive, it's been some isolation. And then back to health, and we're hoping that that's that's the case. Right. Now we're talking from a specific, from a basketball standpoint. Now, not not this is light, but if you have if it's if it's two zip, and then suddenly LeBron and AD can't play the rest of the series, and the Clippers win the next four games, and they win you know one nineteen seventy five, you know one oh eight eighty five, you know regular scores of Knicks games. Uh, who's gonna who can who cannot say legitimately? Well, would that have happened if LeBron and AD didn't have to sit out because they tested positive right. for COVID nineteen? Right, great fodder for. Sp- Sports debate oh, shows. Man. That's like the manager throwing a chair into the ring no. and you knock the guy out and you pin him when the referee's distracted. Yeah, but there's a difference between if somebody got hurt and missed. It's it's a different if, if LeBron strains his groin and he misses the rest of the series. Well, you know what? That's an injury. That happens. This is an act of God. You know, this is this is, you know, a plague of locusts. This is here here comes a you I know, here it. comes a virus. You know, and, and that is that something that, that is going to affect the legi- what people view as the legitimacy of the playoffs? I think it will. I think you're gonna get a large just gonna go on the long list that. of things people hate about twenty twenty. Yeah, that's true too. There is that. Right? Again, I mean, that, that really would just be the, wow, we also got robbed of this. Yeah. Because, I mean, right now we've got, and an, if we're doing the, the Oscars length in memoriam, just to all the things that have had to been shuttered, canceled, ch- changed, and then changed again, and then ultimately canceled in our lives, if we did that, we'd have to pick Freebird, the live version, <laughs> to play up all of the different things that have happened this year. And we're in the end of June. Yeah, uh, no, I get it, but I still, I, I still think that that's what's going to be the big reaction is going to be how legit was this championship? In other sports, look in baseball, whoever wins, they win the champion. They're going to win. In the NBA, yeah. you don't know. But when the, when you have this here, when you have players choosing to stay home, and I can't blame anybody who wants to stay home with their family. And uh, you know what? What can you say when oh, here's COVID nineteen? You have to sit out. I know uh, what we get to say. What's that? LeBron's three and seven in finals. No longer possible that he's the goat in the uh, NBA. It's fault. Yeah, it's all Call LeBron's us in. Fault. <laughs> See how I just cut it back to I, basics yeah. for you there, Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, you just put that right in there. Uh, so again, that's where we're at right now with with uh, the big story out of the NBA. Avery Bradley is going to sit out the. Orlando restart. Um, you go back to January, and Bradley had been red hot from three-point range. Look, again, this is a guy that started every game for the Lakers. Oh, he's he's a big piece of, of what they do, and now he's not going to play. And not that it's going to be a built-in excuse. I don't think any Laker fan
fan is going to say, if we had Avery Bradley, I, I'm not. I'm no, sorry. They lose I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Laker fans can say with any sort of legitimacy, since that's the word of the last few minutes. At all, oh, if we had Avery Bradley, but if you know you don't have Avery Bradley, and then a couple other players get sick, and suddenly it's well, now look what happened to us. When if everything is equal in a series where we're just playing. And, and you know, look, everything else is going on. Chance of injury is the same for everybody. Uh, it, you can, I, I see many teams and many fans saying, it's just not legit. I'm just not going to recognize it. Because it's, if it's bad calls is one thing. Injury is another thing. This is nothing that anybody has ever even thought about potentially happening. That would happen this way. Believe me, there would be many fans because it's different. It's different than, than the scenarios that we talked about with being, hey, well, you know, we got to deal with it. Oh, well, why? why? This, is, this was supposed to be our year. We were supposed to be able to play well, and now we had to have guys sit out. I, that, that's, how, that's how it's going to be met. I think it's going to be met different than, than you think it will with fans and how they feel about if Giannis has to sit out and suddenly no, the Bucks I, don't go and it's the Celtics wind up going or, you know, Jason Tatum has to sit out and send the Celtics are out when they normally, hey, they're playing so well. You know, that's a team that could sneak in and, and, and take the East and make it to the NBA Finals. I mean, that, that's just that's how many fans, I think the majority of fans are going to look at it that way. And that's the big thing for the NBA is they want to make sure the rest of the season is legitimate. Just at the end of the day, Smith, if we want to go and uh, simulate this on a video game, we can. Otherwise, you play it out and fans will react. Sports talk, radio and television will react uh, as it does. For me, I don't care what 12 guys are uh, opposing each other. And yes, would I be saddened if we lost a couple of the superstars that had to be quarantined? Absolutely. But in the end, we're, we're getting live basketball action, and, and we're getting back at it. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to celebrate every one of those minutes, uh, even if J.R. Smith's the guy taking the last second shots. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, baseball's restart. What to expect? Who has the advantage? All that and more right here. A huge, huge night, and wouldn't you know it, after Avery Bradley starts trending, of course, Alex Caruso starts trending. You knew it. You knew what happened. I'm very, very excited about it. It's coming up next right here, Fox. Big ball is chicken. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. 
NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And yes, baseball is back. The big announcement today, both sides have agreed on the agreement. I feel like Nick Cannon from Mass Singer. Let's reveal the (laughs) revealing object. Uh, We're getting a 60-game season. We're getting universal designated hitter for this year only. Everything happens in the next couple of years is up in the air, obviously. But this is what we're getting. The spring training or summer training is going to begin on July 1st. The first game will be on either July 23rd or July 24th. Baseball can take a victory lap tonight, and then tomorrow it's going to be, okay, so what about your COVID-19 plans? Because we need to know that you're on top of that, too. It's been all about labor for the past few weeks and nothing about Mm -hmm. what's your plan? How are you going to fight COVID-19? Why have we not heard anything about this? What's your plan? It's like Gil Brandt's interviewing you. (laughs) What's your system? What? I don't have a system, Gil. Blank you, Jason. Uh, (laughs) Joining us now on the hotline for more on this. Longtime baseball insider. Check him out on his Sports with Friends podcast, the Hall of Justice podcast. It is Seth Everett. Seth, what's happening, my friend? How are you guys? Are you guys as giddy as some of the people I'm seeing on social media? My goodness. Oh, what, what's wrong? Wow. What, are you going to be a hater tonight? What, what, well, you, but, but are you telling me they, they reached an agreement? What they reached an agreement on, that they're all going to try to stay healthy? That's the agreement? <laughs> Hey, listen, they, well, let's figure that out tomorrow. Yesterday was no, one of the seriously. darkest days for the sport, and people were like, yay, yippee. Well, because, well we, we, yeah, got yeah. It, we got it. At least we're going to try now. But no, but it's I a see new day yesterday, but it's an old day now. Ian Anderson said it so well. Listen, I see, where, I see where you're going, Debbie Downer, because uh, you know, seeing you on Twitter, I get that it's one of those days for you where it's, okay, no, that's saying, great. No, curb but... the enthusiasm. I, I really, that's all I'm saying is calm down. This was a dark time. This is something that the owners tried to pull on the players. The owners are a bunch of liars. And the fact that they're doing this season in home ballparks and not in a quarantine situation with no restrictions, by the way, these players can come and go as they please. Um, good luck. Let, let, let's rock and roll. Wow. 
Just what I was going to say, just what I was going to say how excited you're going to be, because I'm going to tell you how into Batman versus Superman my daughter's been the past couple of weeks. Oh, that's great. It's a great film. No, it's a dark dark film. (laughs) It's It's dark, but I I think it's a Wait, does your daughter know that they're both their first name, their mom's first names are Martha? Yeah, well, she found that out in the middle. Yeah, that's a big plot point, actually. Spoiler. No, you know, I mean, Spoiler. Jerks. I, I made you know the one thing I made sure to tell her is that listen, you're going to hear Daddy talk about a lot of actors and actresses in the next few years and who he likes and who he doesn't. And I said, here's one thing, I'm coming around a little bit on Henry Cavill. He's still very boring. I said, but you watch, watch every Amy Adams movie you possibly can see. She acts exactly the same in every scene, whether she is getting thrown from a building or you are having lunch for the Hall of Justice. I love this she, every week. Now, acts, you've been auditioning. It's great. She acts exactly the same. She she she. Can it's dropped. She's falling to her death. Gets caught, put on the ground. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. What's the, what's next? What's next? Oh, okay. That, that's great. Okay. I mean, but yes, I, I gave you a little bit of happiness. Now you got to be happy for baseball a bit. You got to give me a little bit of baseball happiness. Well, here's here's the thing. Charlie Blackman tested positive today. No one's talking about that. And I'm not talking just about positive tests because, yes, if you're positive and asymptomatic, you get the antibodies. That's a good thing. There's a lot of positives about this. And, yes, sports is a great thing for people who are still stuck at home, quarantined, especially older people who are dealing with anxiety, other forms of mental illness. There's a lot of positives here. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is the plan is very hodgepodge, and it's very uh, awkward in that, the owners tried to negotiate with the players and said that they were hemorrhaging money, but for six years they had record revenues. And I just I don't understand how anybody could do that. Plus, 1,000 minor leaguers were released. So, yeah, we have a season. The Blue Jays still don't know where they're playing yet. That's, that's one of the things, because you can't go into Canada without isolating for 14 days. So the Blue Jays may put, play in Dunedin, but I don't know. I, this is my favorite story of the week since I've last spoken to you guys. The Phillies closed their facility when eight, play, eight people, five players and three executives uh, or three staff members uh, tested positive. And so the Phillies closed their thing. And the Blue Jays, less than a half an hour after they saw it on Twitter, closed their facility, not because of positive tests. It's because they knew they were at the same bar. No, <laughs> like this is what I'm saying. Like there is going to be socialization, fraternization. This is what's going to happen. The Phillies and the Blue Jays, Dunedin and Clearwater, are right next to each other. They're like 20 minutes away, and a bunch of guys were working out from the Blue Jays, and they came out to meet up with the Phillies. And what happened? Both facilities closed in a second. And all I'm saying is what ha- and people in the Northeast are spoiled because, you know, the, the Mets, your beloved Mets, will play the Phillies a bunch, the Yankees a bunch, the Nationals a bunch, and they're going to be on buses for the most part. What are the Colorado Rockies doing? What are the Seattle Mariners doing? And if, if people tell me that it's chartered planes, I know who charters them. Those are airlines. Delta services half of Major League Baseball. And so are they keeping those planes clean? What's the plan? And again, in the NBA, they don't have that problem. In the NHL, they don't have that problem. And I'm not rooting for one sport over another, but don't you agree that the NBA and the NHL plans just sound smarter? Well, yeah, because we haven't heard anything from the from Major League Baseball yet, Seth. And this was my point that I was going to tee you up on until you just took it from me. Was oh. that, yeah, well, tonight <laughs> should be a big night. Her name is Let's Martha. Celebrate- 
Let's celebrate baseball. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? And then Amy Adams comes in. Oh, it's because it's his mother. Like I said, she. Anyway, anyway. I've been dreaming is, of a true love. I can derail. I can derail you know, Jason Smith in an instant. Tonight, it's so it, easy. It doesn't. A gnat flying by my face can do that. Uh, <laughs> but, no, but my point is that tonight should be a big night. But tomorrow, we really do kind of need a plan because there's been nothing up until this point. And that's the easy stuff was let's figure out what we're going to do as far as keeping everybody safe. Even if it was just, Seth, some stuff that would distract you from the labor uh, crap that was going on. All right? You know, we didn't have a great day labor-wise. Hey, at least protection-wise, this is what we're looking at. This is where but we're the going. Labor, these are, the, these but are the, the labor we're going never have been. Right, but the labor should never have been public. The fact that the owners were crying poverty was a joke to me, and that was wrong. And some of the players could have kept their mouth shut, too. Uh, this whole argument was not because the March 26th agreement wasn't a good one. The March 26th agreement says for every game you play, you get your salary, and the owners said that's no good. So they made the agreement, and the union didn't write the agreement. The league did, and the league came out and tried to change it. So all of this is on the owners. None of this, to me, is on the players. The players, what I hope they're doing, is they're taking this opportunity to entertain us, to put on a show, make this about the play on the field. Please make the play interesting. And please make contact when you have two strikes. But the thing that I'm also looking at, (laughs) but the thing that I'm also looking at is I just hope that they look at this opportunity and say, we have a chance to do something that is very difficult in a pandemic, which is we can entertain a lot of people. So don't blow it by going out carousing with each other when you're, when you're, you know, in the, these road cities, and especially the western, the, the western part of the country, because that's all airplanes. You know, Chicago is going to be able to drive to play the White Sox, the Brewers, that's bus trips, but there's very few of those. And I just think that for those teams that are going to be traveling all over the place, all I want is all the managers, the pitching coaches, the third base coaches, all the front office executives, everybody who's essential to be there that's over 50, 60, and 70, I just hope they're safe. Seth Everett, our guest here, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming to you from the Geico, uh, mobile Geico studios. Uh, Seth, longtime baseball insider, the proud host, owner of the Sports with Friends and Hall of Justice podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Seth underscore Everett for that. Seth, I've always been surprised during this process that we didn't have leaks of actual documents other than the fight over what was agreed to at the end of March. Where, where was the actual, you know, hey, I've got the stone tablets to show you just so you can stop blaming us? Oh, I was on Twitch, and I was holding up a piece of paper showing the Cubs guy said, called it a ledger. It's a ledger. I said, no, no, it's probably on Microsoft Excel. I, I just think their numbers are on an Excel file. They could send that to the whole league in two seconds. Um, but they were screaming that their 2020 numbers are abhorrent and that they're hemorrhaging money. And, yes, if you look at it in an isolated line, this has not been a good year for anybody. But I don't think any bar owner that's been struggling to keep their bar open uh, it cares about the 2020 line for a Major League Baseball team that had record revenues. They could take, and this is a fact, they could take for, for prorated 60 games Take the money from MLB Advanced Media for the last six seasons alone, and that could pay all the players. So paying the players was never a problem. What they should have been focusing on is how can we do this safely 
And is this the right time to be doing this? Or would it have been better to go to Florida and Arizona in the fall, September, October, November, and play in somewhat of an isolated bubble? We don't know what's happening with football. We, we all expect it, but we're hopeful. And, you know, everything's fluid in both college and, and pro football. But the NBA and the NHL, their system, they're separating in half by every 10 days because it goes from 22 to 16 to 8 to 4 to 2. And so the risk gets minimized. That's not what baseball is. Baseball just keeps going. And they're going to try to do as much as they can. And all I'm saying is if the players can show me that they are going to take this very, very seriously, I'd have a lot more enthusiasm. Seth Everett, our guest here, Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. Now, the, the thing is with, with this, Seth, is baseball is made to – of all the team sports, it's the most social distance friendly, the most COVID-19 friendly. So I, I don't think you're going to have <laughs> as the much – The catchers. The catchers should wear masks. Well, yes. Catch, well, the catchers do wear – Ah, I see what you're saying. No, listen, <laughs> I, I, think, I think all the, the batters should have to wear masks when they bat. Catchers should wear masks, and the home plate umpire has to wear a mask. Everything else, if you well, want to say – The it's home too, plate umpire – I should get those chest protectors back for this year. Yeah, well, <laughs> that'd be awesome. He, he's going to umpire from fifteen, like it's a like it's a youth game. He's going to umpire from behind the mound. You know, Could strike you one. Manfred comes <laughs> out and says we're going to try a robot because they can't get COVID. <laughs> Great. Well, oh, I mean, here it is: the robot umpires bring them on. Oh wait! Look at this. Wait, Questech is trending on Twitter. Hang on, I'm seeing Questech. Uh, so I get. So it, I think once they can start, we're going to have baseball because I, I the 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 likelihood of transmitting COVID during a baseball game, as long as you're social distancing during the the, the you know, in between innings, is going to be much less than a physical game like the NBA or the NHL or National Football League. So I think once they get there, I think everything is going to wind up going okay. I hope Agreed. that's going to make the players get more into it because it's going to be a little bit of time for NBA players. They're always going to wonder. I got to get tested right after the game because I, I was just, you know, down low, you know, banging against these guys for 48 minutes. You know, MLB players may not be as skittish. So I think as long as this does start, then Major League Baseball has the potential for it for this to take off as long as it's taken care of going up to it. Basketball, and, and I think it's going to be a, a battle all the way through. As, I, as you said, I emailed my friend at the Players Association, and I, I have more friends at the union right now than I do at the league. That has changed in the last six months. Okay. But I said, because when Trevor Ariza came out, and again, he has all the right in the world to not want to play, but his situation, if there wasn't COVID-19, would be a very different story. And so what I would say is just say you have concerns. Don't tell anybody your personal life story. And so I said to the union, I said, for all the players that don't want to play, could they just come up with a standard Derek Jeter-style line of it's just too risky? Just say that. Don't tell me <laughs> your reasons why. Don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to have any inkling about your personal life on why you don't want to play. Just tell me it's too risky because – Saying that you're an impending free agent might not fly for these baseball players. Basketball may get away with it. Baseball will not. You can follow him on Twitter at Seth underscore Everett. That's at Seth underscore Everett. Uh, make sure you hashtag all your questions to him with Martha. Uh, Hall of Justice podcast. <laughs> the name. Sports Why? with Friends podcast. Why did you? I'm going to stop trying to kill you because you said that name. Um, <laughs> As always, buddy, we appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> you got it. Let's talk in the Dodgers press box. Let's go there. Uh, well, let's talk yeah. on – when do we get on Hall of Justice podcast? 
I got to get on that now, right? I'll tell you what. You're welcome to come on this month. I promise. Uh, all right. Very good. Right Now, you got to tell me what we're going to talk about, and then so I can have, I can oh, have good hot takes on the Adams There'll right. be a certain scene in a very overrated movie that will be coming up. All right, very good. Oh, Men in Black, when Bernard Gilkey misses the fly ball because it's a Mets game? Okay. No, but Kevin Smith <laughs> did say, when I told him about my relationship with the Mets, Kevin Smith did say I was the only guy in Avengers Endgame rooting for Thanos. Uh, <laughs> no, you were Wow. <laughs> I was there with you. Let's All go. Right. See you, buddy. Have fun. He's purple. I'll see you. Winnie. Ever. I was rooting for Thanos at the end. Um, that's like Betty White from uh, Lake Placid. I'm rooting for the alligator. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got a Lake Placid reference. I did. That was nice, wasn't it? I mean, you don't get many Lake Placid references in No, anywhere. not at all. Uh, Betty White. Wait, wait, let me get this right. Betty White, right? Uh, um, uh, Bridget Fonda. Uh, hang on. Who was the dude? Oliver Platt. Yeah. And I'm missing somebody. I'm missing somebody from Lake Placid. Somebody else big. There was... Oh. Somebody Oliver else. Platt. Betty White, Bill uh, Paxton, or Pullman. oh, Bill, pa- of course, Pullman. Bill Pullman. That's of course. Bill Pullman. Yeah. I'm missing Bill Pullman. Yes, of course, I'm missing Bill Pullman. That's my wife's favorite actor, Bill Pullman. Except it really is that is. right? Oh no, she can't stand him. No, not. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we I know more. people that hate Michael Caine <laughs> and won't watch anything with Michael Caine. Well, now it's good because now that Zoe's watching uh, the Batman movies, when I do my Michael Caine impression, at least she gets it now. Oh boy. And her mind is blown when I told her yesterday that Michael Keaton's going to be Batman again in the Flash movie. Yeah. She's like, what? Michael Keaton? How yeah, old is he now? They can pull that off, like, man. I know it's almost finalized, but if they can get that done, how great would that be? Here's the craziness. Is there's people walking around going, the guy who was the vulture is going to be Batman? Looks like that's going to work. Yeah, He's the best on. Batman there was. <laughs> uh, we got more coming up in 90 seconds, but first. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And uh, thanks to Seth Evett for stopping by, MLB insider. Bastion of positivity. I know. But no, but I agree with his points on (laughs) because I've said, look, baseball needs to tell us what their COVID-19 plan is because right now we don't know what it is. Take tonight as the victory lap, but tomorrow we have to start seeing some stuff because we saw it from the NBA. We saw it from the NHL. We've seen it from the NFL. Uh, Let's see what your plan is because we don't know anything about that. What kind of plan does baseball have? We've only heard the labor aspects of it. But when it comes to playing the season, And now we know that we're going to have some kind of, they're calling a training camp, uh, beginning of July. We're going to get the first games around July 23rd, 24th. Who's going to have an advantage going into this 60-game season? Who's going to be the teams that have the advantage? And I'll tell you exactly who they are because it's going to be just like the NBA. There are going to be teams that show up and just say, we don't really want to play. I, I want to stay healthy. I don't want to get COVID-19. I'm going to show up. I'm going to play for a couple of months, and then we're done. And then we're going home. And I'm not going to buy in emotionally and physically, and it, that's how it's going to go. And there's going to be many teams that do that. But the teams that are going to win are going to be the teams that show up and buy in right away and play without fear and, and play like this is 60 games of the season and everybody's got a chance to win the World Series. That's who's going to win. And it may not be the best team because that's, that's the thing. In baseball, the best teams don't always win. The best teams get in. The hottest teams wind up winning. That's how it goes in, in, in baseball. And you can have a team show up that may not be that talented, but you know what? Damn it, we are going to put our pedal to the floor here and see what we can do for 60 games. And maybe a team like the Padres gets a couple of starting pitchers that who knew they were going to be able to pitch this well this early. And suddenly, you know, they, they instead of a good start for the Padres where they start out 38 and 22 and then they fade into being, you know, 79 and 82, uh, they wind up going 38, 22 and they're in the playoffs. And suddenly now the Padres are making noise because they bought in and they're there to win. That's who's going to win. Those teams that are there for that purpose that can put everything else out and say, we're here to win no matter what it's going to be, we're ready. And then the playoffs come, and obviously, you know, we're down to the, the best teams from there. But you want to know the teams are going to make the playoffs, they're going to move on, and, and it, it may not be the best because even the best teams may decide, yeah, we're not into it. Even though it's a window open for them to win a championship, uh, I don't know because everybody feels differently. Everybody feels differently about going to uh, play the season, about how they're going to try to avoid COVID-19 during it, and you never know who it's going to be. But this is where if I'm a bottom feeder team, I can say, you know what, this is our chance. 
this is our, this is our chance right here, right now. We're never going to win 162 games and and get to the play. We're not. The Padres can say we're not going to beat the Dodgers in in 162 games, but could we maybe do it in 60 games? Let's go. This is our chance. This is where all these bad teams, and I'm not putting the Mets in because the Mets actually have the seventh best odds to get to the World Series. But all these bottom feeder <laughs> teams can say, you know what? Why not? Why not? The, why not these 60 games? And if you have that mental edge, you're going to win over a more talented team that is just there going through the motions. Young guys hungry on on a dead sprint, right? I mean that that's good. why you know when we were talking before you you, you bring up a, a team like the White Sox, not to go all homer, but a lot of young talent that over the course of a, a full season, right? Because we know the minor leagues into the majors and and how guys wear down going down the stretch. Well, you don't have that here. Conversely, a team like the Angels. Right, where you per, perhaps Albert Pujols is far more effective for you in a 60-game season than you know the 162 because you don't have that wear and tear over his body, and and the final numbers are always solid for Pujols even as he's getting older, but there are long stretches of where the inactivity uh, and the numbers dip. Well, and maybe Mike Trout actually has some meaningful at bats. How great would that be for baseball? Uh, as you roll through there as well. So they're a team I think that's interesting. And then you got the Tampa Bay Rays. Why not them this year, right? They, they're always an 88-92 win team very quietly. Uh, they've got enough pitching to make it, make it interesting and prospects, just a matter of whether they're ready. Yeah, and, and why not? I mean, like I said, 60 games is nothing. 60 games is absolutely nothing. You are talking about all we got to do is play somewhat well. And if we, if we start out good, hey, all right, we can ride that momentum for a while. You get to the 20-game mark, and you're thinking playoffs already. You're already thinking, yeah. boy, how many, more se- how many more games? Like, if we start out 15 and 5, it's okay. You're thinking, oh, we're, we're eight games up on the, final, on, on the playoff spot right now. We're, we're this many games up. How many more games do we can? What's our magic number going to be? 20 games, and teams are going to say, okay, we're here we're not and that's also going to be the point where some teams are going to go you know what I came we gave it our 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 best shot it's not working out for us we started out eight and twelve I'm done I'm ready to pack it in and go home so you have the players who are going to show up and 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 really go through the motions from the beginning then you're going to have many teams once you get 20 games in are going to be that way yeah those long series perhaps you get a run there too We got more baseball, more big news from the NBA and NASCAR coming up next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 3 of the program. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And I'll tell you, tonight is certainly one of those nights where we thought we had one or two really big stories, and then you get offshoots of them, and suddenly a <laughs> new one shows up. It's it's like in the movies when uh, you know, when the good guys are, are, are going after the bad guys, and they think there's only like one or two alien ships, and then suddenly they look up, and the alien ship's split in half, and then there's like seven or eight, and you go, oh my goodness, where did they come from? Uh, Were you just watching, uh, I was just watching Avengers 2. How about that? So oh, there you just go. opened up. 
uh, so that's so that's kind of where we are tonight because you know coming in we we have the big NASCAR story which we're going to get to coming up in about twenty minutes as now it turns out a noose was not placed in Bubba Wallace's garage. Now what was in there certainly looked like a noose, but it wasn't put in there directly for him, and there is no hate crime as a result of this. Uh, we have baseball coming back, and the everything has been agreed upon and what to look forward to now that we have a report date for summer training, which is going to be in a week and then basketball stands up and says hey you know what (laughs) don't forget about us (laughs) as about an hour ago we found out that the lakers guard avery bradley has decided to not play in the orlando bubble when the nba season resumes he has cited commitments to his family including his son who has a a disorder or a respiratory illness that he's recovering from that would make it impossible for him to be able to be in the protective bubble with Bradley and everybody else while they're playing. So Bradley has chosen to stay at home with his family, which I completely get. We told you this was going to happen, that there were going to be players who, when it came down to it, weren't going to be comfortable with leaving for many reasons, many of them uh, physical and and about COVID-19. It could have been for yourself. It could have been for family members. And there were going to be a handful of players who were saying, you know what, I'm not going. We've had Trevor Ariza say I'm not going. We now have Avery Bradley saying he's not coming. Tomorrow's the deadline. And I think we're going to get a few more players between now and the deadline say, yeah, I'm not coming for this extenuating circumstance. And they're going to get to go and not have to worry about uh, any kind of grievance or, or being in breach of contract. The NBA has said, if you have reasons for not going, you don't want to go, we understand, and you can stay home. So I think we're going to see a few more people like this going between now and tomorrow. But, Mike, this was something we said, this is an inevitability because they're, we're, we're, right. it, 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 re- returning sounds great. when And ideas are always great and abstract. I mean, how many great abstract ideas you know, have you had over the course of your life? This, uh, you know what we're going to do when the bar closes at 2? We're going to go get food and we're going to drive to Vegas. And we're going to be there at 7 a.m. We're going to gamble all day. We're going to drive back to our night. And then when it's <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, you go, oh, dude, I'm not going to Vegas, man. Let's just go to McDonald's, get some food, and I'm going to go to sleep. Uh, See, I'm I, counting I, days I really, I, going I can't to Vegas. Do that. I, yeah, I, I got about three, three weeks now, man. Let's go. Uh, yeah, but you're not going to leave at two in the morning after a night of drinking and drive six hours. At least well, I, I, I won't do it after drinking, okay. but after oh, okay. uh, All right. well, after working with you, sometimes feels okay. like you know that I'm drunk on the power <laughs> of the Fox Sports Radio uh, megaphone that we have here. But look, man, I've had a, a lot of ideas that, with any kind of capital behind me, we could have been rich men. There's mm. no question. But here, here we sit uh, as we roll through a, a night of trying to get this all back together. And, right, and it's all theoretical still until someone's got to pack a bag. Right? And I get where our, our buddy Seth Everett is still a skeptic uh, when it comes down to it. And, and for good reason, I think, is that it's still the, the sands are shifting. But uh, just always remember there's a lot of commas and a very large dollar sign in front of it all. Uh, not just for the players and owners, but for society at large that you put on this and the importance of getting games back together. So uh, risk assessment comes through it. Guys know they only have a, a short time. And, and so far, we only have three guys that have pulled out, right? Avery Bradley, the latest. We'll get to a, a tweet uh, regarding him in a minute. Uh, Trevor Ariza and, and Davis uh Bert, Bertans, yeah. Uh, Davis Love the that. Third. 
<laughs> wow, that's that's just cold. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> the idea that sorry, that brain. Uh, I heard no. I heard line, you snapping. I knew you were thinking. That's why I didn't say line, that. You were snapping. You were thinking. Line. Yeah, I had it. Line. There. Uh, line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Magic Johnson just now gave us this gem. Um, in case you missed it, the Lakers losing Avery Bradley is a tough loss and will make it more difficult for them to win the NBA championship. Well, now you just blew the Magic Johnson Twitter game for later on this hour. Now you just blew it. You just completely blew the Magic Johnson Twitter game. You just had one. You doesn't matter. You blew it. We could have. We could have done like seven games off of one tweet for Magic Johnson, and now you blew it. You blew it. You blew it. You know what? He's just getting warmed up. I got a feeling that it's it's gonna flow through. I remember your line. It's you blew it. That's your line. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wear it. No question about it. But blew it. Look, the the deadline is coming, and don't don't think that's going to be a hard and fast deadline either. I mean, there's there's certainly going to be enough consideration. I think if a couple more players were were to fall off, because we're we're seeing a number of heroes of yesteryear in the rumor, conjecture, speculation mill. I mean, J.R. Smith has been trending for hours now. Well, uh, and, and, based on and, this news. <laughs> and here's the thing, and this is where you're at. I mean, look, to give you the last hour on Twitter, okay? Just give you the last hour on Twitter. Because uh, like I said, and maybe you're right, you're going to get a little bit more of an ish factor. But, you know, teams do have to know so they can try to replace sure. players. Uh, you know, it was about an hour ago where the decision came down where Avery Bradley says he's not going to go. I remember Avery Bradley was at the, the front of this with uh, Kyrie Irving a few days ago mm-hmm. about putting out the statement about why, you know, playing in, in the bubble in Orlando uh, might not be a great idea. Now you see Avery Bradley coming at it from familial concerns. So about an hour ago, it hits Avery Bradley opting out. So about for 10 minutes, that was the breaking story, right? It was Avery Bradley opting out uh, of, of playing in the NBA. About 8, 10 p.m., it was the Lakers are screwed without Avery Bradley. As much as Avery Bradley is a nice player, look, he started 44 games. You don't want to have to repla- replace the guy. He's been shooting a lot of threes. But it's all sure. oh, the Lakers are screwed. Here's but his shooting percentage. deep at that position. Yeah. Here's his shooting percentage from three-point range. Uh, here's his game starts. Here's his minutes played. Here's what his, his averages are. All, all this stuff. The Lakers are screwed without Avery Bradley. And then 10 minutes after that come the, oh, here's how the Lakers can overcome losing Avery Bradley tweets of, hey, we're pretty deep. You could have Contavious Caldwell Pope slide in, do all of these things. Now, and so 10 minutes after that, it's, oh, we're fine without Avery Bradley. 10 minutes after that, J.R. Smith starts trending. And this is when Laker fans just start logging off of Twitter. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Because, according to ESPN, <laughs> the leading candidate for the <laughs> Lakers to sign to replace Avery Bradley is, in fact, J.R. Smith. He is emerging as a leading candidate because the Lakers can sign a replacement player for Avery Bradley. So we get to see LeBron and J.R. Smith most likely again, maybe in the finals. J.R. Smith forgetting what the score is again. J.R. Ah, Smith going to be huge boner. This is going to this is just going to be so awesome. I really wonder because you know LeBron generally likes J.R. Smith. He yes. generally likes him, but he's got to be going J.R. Oh no! Come on, man! Come on, man! Really? Come on, man! I I, I really come on, man. There's nobody else. There's nobody else. We can't get any. The Knicks didn't wave anybody good. They, they, you know, no, they, 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 were, they screwed themselves by doing that. Nobody else. We can't get anybody. Oh, all right. J.R. Smith, I guess. I guess J.R. Smith is the guy. It's going to be so good. 
It really hey, is. Hey, Kyrie, you want to come play with me? Let's get you off the nets. Uh, you know, come play here for a little bit in, in, here in L.A., and we'll, we'll, be, we'll be great. Come on, Kyrie. And then if you change your mind after a couple of games, it's fine because I get it. You're going to change your mind anyway because that's what you do. I'm so happy about this. It really <laughs> it made my day. Uh, for so many reasons, but we're going to see a lot of these other guys, right, that start floating up uh, that have played in the league the last couple of years. Uh, Yasiel Puig is trending on the other side for Major League Baseball, right, because he doesn't have a contract yet. So, like, all guys that are sitting waiting around, yep, been getting my reps in, been getting my shots up. Mm -hmm. Because, really, that's the 30 for 30 or hour-long uh, documentary that we're going to need when this is over. Show us all the little gyms that guys were getting to to get their shots up. Because I ain't buying that a lot of these guys are just sitting around playing video games or working on their music careers or whatever else. Guys have been shooting. Show me where they've been going under cover of night to go get the couple of hundred shots up every day. That's the most fascinating part of the last three months of quarantine when it comes to NBA players and what they've been doing with their time. Uh, so, again, there's your big story right there that uh, Avery Bradley is sitting out. Now you're going to see players who are going to probably do the same thing. We're going to get that over the course of the next couple of days, I would say 24 hours mm-hmm. plus. Again, you're probably going to see some teams doing that tomorrow. Uh, so while that's going on, we have the return of Major League Baseball. Yeah. And there are still questions as to how baseball is going to pull off playing coronavirus wise many things but we have the agreement in place and we know when summer training is going to start we know when the season's going to start to be the end of july we're going to play with the universal designated hitter and we are going to at least try to have baseball and for everyone who is still going to be nervous or worry about baseball finishing the season Subscribe to the philosophy we told you last week on the show when it comes to sports for this year. When the coronavirus started, we didn't think we were going to get sports at all, right? When, when everything shut down, we thought the NBA is done, the NHL is done, we're not going to see anything else. Can football even play? We're not going to get any sports. And what have we seen in the past couple of months? Well, UFC has come back. We're seeing UFC. We are seeing NASCAR. We are seeing golf, and even golf had a positive coronavirus test, but they're still going forward. We are seeing sports, and now we're seeing plans for baseball and basketball. Don't think about the season ending. Are we going to get to see a championship? In this year, especially in 2020, which years get tougher and tougher as they go on, Mm -hmm. subscribe the philosophy that I'm sure you heard in kindergarten, that I know my kids heard in kindergarten and Harmon's kids heard in kindergarten. We get what we get, and we don't get upset. Because whatever sports we get, let's just be happy we have them for as long as we have them. Maybe it's an entire season. Awesome. Maybe it's a month. Okay. Maybe it's a couple of weeks. But it's still a couple of weeks more of sports than we thought we were going to have. Think of it as found money. Think of it as the extended adult swim. Think of sports that way. Because even when there's no games going on and teams are in spring training and they're playing games, we're still going to be following it and getting excited for the start of the season. That's going to be the overwhelming emotion. And if something happens and the sport stops, okay. As sports fans, we've done okay for the past few months without sports. Do we miss them? 
Yeah. But is it where if this sport doesn't come back, I really don't know what I'm going to do with my life? Of course not. We've done pretty well. We've done well with it. We will move on to the next sport that comes back after that. And if that doesn't come back, we'll move on to football. And then after football, we're back to baseball. We're back to the NBA in in November and December. So it's not like sports aren't going to come back. It just we may get a stop and start here in the summer and early fall. And if we do, okay. Celebrate that it came back. Look forward to what's next. We get what we get, and we don't get upset. And if you have that philosophy, that positive philosophy, if sports do go away again, you can take it in and say, all right, I get it. They tried. It was, they, it was great. We, we rode the fast lane for a little while, and then we're on to the next sport, and then hopefully we get something after that. And eventually, it, sports are going to come back. They're going to stick, and it's going to be back to the way it was, at least seeing sports on television and playing for championships and having normal conversations about it. Well, and that's it. Right now, there's just so many moving parts, right? We get more information, more guidance, different states and municipalities taking different measures and, and trying to find some semblance of consistency and pushing forward, right? We're, we're talking about it in when it comes to college football, the NFL. All of these different sports are going through the process saying, well, it's going to be on a state-by-state basis. Likewise, as we get baseball ready to come back and the NBA, nothing's going to be perfect, right? No matter how much you're planning for this, if we've learned anything from these last four months, is that stuff changes in a hurry right now you you can trace saying well maybe as early as december you remember how sick a few folks were running around the fox sports radio studios uh and i can probably point to guys that might be working tonight i'm not sure but the idea being that uh, we didn't know you thought wow it's the flu you really should be home because it's the flu and then perhaps it was it was this uh we we just don't know but you're learning and adapting and adopting best practices and hoping that you can instill in the players coaches and everybody else all right if we want to get this done Let's all, you know, buckle down and just say, here's the two to three month sprint. Uh, Here's the best computers that we can possibly have for you to connect with every member of your family around the world. Uh, And and let's get after it. And for us as fans and for people that talk about it here on the radio, I'll celebrate every at bat and every minor leaguer that gets a shot because of unforeseen circumstances right it's a chance to be a hero and and to just remember how much we love these things and maybe it's the shot in the arm some folks need to say hey we want to keep this flowing be smart and maybe they act a little smarter because they're getting the gift of what has always been this pastime and release for them so perhaps some big things come out out of the way there but you know for me and for you, I know you're ready to watch the Jets if they go 0-8 or 0-16, whatever it is. You're going to celebrate every one of those losses along the way. Twitter at how about a fresca? I see what you did right there, and I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to take <laughs> Ran the bait. you into a post. I'm not going to take the bait. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Sam, uh, Sam, Sam. Sam. <laughs> He's trash. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term visit geico.com slash give back for info and eligibility coming up next the ending to the nascar controversy that absolutely none of us saw coming we break that down this is fox 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And the Bubba Wallace controversy ended uh, in a way that none of us saw coming. Major League Baseball is back, yes. The NBA's got big headlines, but nothing is shocking as how the Bubba Wallace noose controversy ended today with the FBI's investigation ruling that the noose that was placed in his garage was not a hate crime. And the details are shocking. They're embarrassing. And it wasn't the way we thought this story was going to end. Over the weekend in Talladega, Bubba Wallace, one of his uh, team members, went to the garage and saw that there was a noose hanging from the garage door. It was reported to NASCAR. Uh, We right away heard the story. And NASCAR said they were going to investigate. Everybody pulled behind Bubba Wallace. There were some incredible moments NASCAR had over the next 24 to 48 hours. And as we talked about last night on the show, well, what's next? What about the investigation? Because now we got to know. All right. It was a a really big couple of days for NASCAR who – 
found a way to all come together and stand and say, we will not stand for racism. All right, now we got to find out who did it. Now we find out what happened. Who put this there? Who had access? Because this isn't like NASCAR normally with hundreds of thousands of fans around. There's a limited number of people. The FBI and NASCAR investigated, and what they found today in their report was that this rope, which was fastened like a noose, was put in the garage sometime in October of 2019. Obviously, making a pull tie for the a garage door in the shape of a noose, not the best idea. And that's the next part. Now, why was it in the shape of a noose when it was there? That's what we got to find out. But this might was have just not, been easier to it get a grip yeah. on than just a rope hanging down, right? Exactly. It could. It it, it could have been. <laughs> it could be that. But I mean, obviously, there's better ideas and ways to fasten a noose. And look, I'm someone. I don't know how to how to fasten a noose. I have no idea. But. Now we needed to know what was going to happen. So here was the investigation. And even though it looked like a noose, it was a noose. I mean, you can't say it wasn't because it was a noose. It was a noose that was fastened to pull down the top of the garage. This was done in October of 2019. Bubba Wallace was assigned that garage somewhere in the days leading up to the race this past weekend. So it wasn't like they did it and here comes Bubba Wallace and you know you got to really reach for a conspiracy theory that, okay, someone did it in October knowing full well that when the next time Bubba Wallace came to the track, you could assign him that garage and suddenly this controversy would ensue. Um, so I think you have to, like I said, that's a stretch to get there. But clearly this was not a hate crime. This was not, this was not a hate crime perpetrated against Bubba Wallace. So where do we go from here? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is, is this embarrassing? Yeah. Is it embarrassing for us? Yes. Because we talked about this, and this was a story that we got the report on that was a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. And we reacted accordingly with how you're going to react when you're told, hey, there's a noose found in, in a black driver's garage. All right? There's, there's no other way to react other than, oh, my God, did someone actually did this? Can you believe this? This, is, I mean, th- this, can, this can't stand. This has to be something that is found out. This is what the normal response is when you get the reports of that story. Now, could NASCAR have vetted this a little bit better? Yes. Uh, I think yes. they could have, but <laughs> in the end, I don't know that they would have been able to avoid the events as they unfold, which we'll get to that in a second. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that when we get this story, this wasn't a story that, hey, some sources say this and we got it off a blog. This was NASCAR is reporting a, a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage. And now we're reacting to it. When you get that story, okay, you, you t- we take that as, as gospel. This is a story, right? This is a story and this is how we're reacting to it. And... That is something that I will continue to do. We get a report from a from a reliable source that this is this is an event. This is what we do every day on the radio. We talk about that. Like I said, is it embarrassing for us? Sure, it is. It's embarrassing that we spend time talking about this. That that potentially someone did this, and maybe it could have been connected to the Confederate state flag controversies. NASCAR was fighting against that as well. So yeah, it's embarrassing. But in the end, it ended as well as it could. Because, I'm number one, I'm glad there was no controversy. I'm glad nobody did this. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm glad there was nobody out there that, that decided I'm going to show, uh, show what side of the fence I'm on as far as when it comes to race relations. I'm going to put a noose in a black driver's garage. I'm glad nobody was there doing that. Are you kidding? That's, that's great news. But the way it ended 
in which NASCAR stood behind Bubba Wallace in a time when, in this country, race relations have never been more fragile. And here's NASCAR, who is fighting against the, the getting rid of the Confederate flag, which is still very divisive for many people in the South because the, what the flag stood for in, in their independence, but also it stands for racism and slavery and different things. They had to get rid of it finally. So they did. They're dealing with that. And now here they are standing up saying, we are one with Bubba Wallace. This is who we are. We will not tolerate racism. This is not quite an ends justify the means type story. But this is where even though this didn't turn out to be the story we saw, the end result was here is NASCAR all getting together. And they have decided to make this public statement denouncing racism. And we are all in, in it together with everybody. And I think that's as, that's as good an ending as you could hope for, because clearly we got what we should be getting all along. This was brought to NASCAR's doorstep. They reacted in the way that you would hope everybody would react. And here we are all together. And that still, that photo of Bubba Wallace and all the drivers behind him on the, on the, on the, course before the race that is an iconic photo and this is where nascar the moment where they said this is who we are we are inclusive we are about everybody we're not about divisiveness we're not about the confederate flag and separating all of us we are all one and that's about as good as you can expect something to end that way yeah, I mean, we still need to find out uh, the origin of this. I mean, there's still some vetting and details that, that need to follow through, even if the FBI is not going to go and find someone to charge, right? I mean, Bubba Wallace is still making the rounds. He was on CNN tonight saying, hey, I've never seen that. It's a straight-up noose. Well, that's still part. He's still out doing interviews in that in that vein. So it's furthering the the initial thrust of the NASCAR statement from Sunday night, right? We cannot uh, state strongly, quote, cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act, launch the immediate investigation, we'll do everything we can to identify the person responsible, persons, and eliminate them from the sport. And then their statement on racism and, and wiping it out in, in NASCAR and making the sport opening and open and welcoming for all. And we had all those big moments Jason, but it, it's still that it's not done, right? There no. still needs to be yeah. uh, transparency. All right, who reported it? Where did it go? What's the chain? Uh, a, a sequence of events as it rolls in and when the FBI comes in, as soon as hate crime comes and heinous act is comes out of their official statement. So, I hope this isn't it. Right. I, I want to know the, the rest of the story. This isn't done. Right. It, it's good. And we watched everybody rally behind Bubba Wallace. But if he's going to still continue to do interviews, citing that this was still an issue. OK, that's, it's not done. Right. He didn't say, wow, it's, you know, didn't didn't turn out that well, you know, that way. And, and it's good that it wasn't part of some plan or, or an act on somebody's part. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, no, he's still pressing the issue uh, in in his post-race appearances. So this is something NASCAR still needs to go back and, and do their due diligence, find out the photos from that that garage from October of 2019, the last race at Talladega over the 13th and 14th uh, of October. They, they need to go back and find this out, figure this out, and, and if they – in my to my thinking this is where you've got to have a press conference with all the principals involved and go through this because unfortunately what we're going to have is a lot of folks and and i 
believe this because it happens all the time, right? Where are the corrections and retractions in the newspaper? They're buried in the stock quotes that nobody's reading because everything's done online, right? <laughs> nobody nobody sees the update. And I, and I don't know that necessarily that message will will go out here. Everybody will remember the firestorm of Sunday night into Monday, but not necessarily that, hey, the there's no charges coming from the FBI. But to me, th- this is this is still an unfinished story. Well, here's the thing. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, uh, Fox Sports Radio. I don't know that NASCAR could have really done anything to end up in a different spot than we are right now where here's a statement, it wasn't a hate crime, and now they're dealing with the fallout from that. Because let's say that NASCAR decided to take the tack of, well, let's, let's see what this is all about before we rush to judgment, right? Let, let's say, because that's, that's, what, that's what you could say NASCAR could have done, right? NASCAR could have uh, figured out a way to, to, to keep this up. Play things out in the real world, all right? Think of where we are right now. Race relations are at the, 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 the toughest point they've ever been at with everything going on in the country the past few months with the George Floyd protests. And, and we've seen black men uh, dead throughout the country the past few days uh, with potentially suicides because they've hung themselves. And, and there's going to be investigations. Did they really hang themselves? Did they not? And this is where we are mentally as a country. Race relations are really difficult. So now here comes a story in which uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, team finds a noose in the garage, and they report it. If NASCAR says, well, a noose was found in, in Bubba Wallace's garage, we're investigating if it really is a noose. Can you imagine what the reaction to that would be? All the bad. You talk about not being able to get out from under the other side of it. If they said that, which they could easily then look at things today and say, well, see, we were right. It it wasn't a noose. It doesn't matter because your initial reaction was here's a noose in a driver's in in a driver's garage. And your first reaction was, let's see if it's real. Are you really about truth and justice? Are you really about being equal? Are you not about race? That's going to be the takes that were out there. And if it was for us, here come these, here come these stories about a, a noose being found in Bubba Wallace's garage. If we're on the radio, and, and, and like I said, these are legitimate stories. Because if it was something that was from a, a non-legitimate source, or if it, was, if it was a blog or something else, we wouldn't touch the story until it became legit, right? Until a big news organization, whether it was us at Fox or ESPN, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever it was, once a, a legitimate news source confirms something, then you treat it like it is a legitimate story. This story comes out from NASCAR. Right, that this is this is a noose. Can you imagine what, if if we had gone on the air and said, "Well, let's see if it's really a noose." Oh my God! Can you imagine what the backlash would be? Even though you, you're thinking in your mind, "Hey, I'm just doing my due diligence here." We don't, no, no, no. We got this report that this is what it was, and we react accordingly. And and if NASCAR was in no way shape where they could try to cover it up, right? Even if the, even if they tried to keep it quiet. It would be, hey, here's reports that a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage, and NASCAR's keeping it quiet. They haven't even said anything about it yet. Well, what are you trying to do? Are you really trying to get to the bottom of this? So I don't see how NASCAR could have reacted any differently because because if they did, the initial reaction would have been so bad that it would have seemed like they weren't genuine and they would have seemed on, 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 the, on the other side of the race issue and that's not going to do them any, even if they get even if they get the news from today where it wasn't a hate crime. 
So I, I just don't see where NASCAR could have done anything differently to avoid being where we are right now. Now, can they do different things to figure things out from here on out? Yeah. You know, could they have done a, a, a bigger inquiry right away and figured it out? Sure, you could yes. say that. But this is, but this is something, Mike, this is un, like you walk in. Right, but what did they do? All garage. they did was stoke flames, and then now all they release a statement going, up oh, our bad. Well, the story, the story was getting out. <laughs> The story was getting out. There was no putting right, it back in. Right, but all they did was hey, condemn it as a, this is a heinous act. So now you've got to go through and you've got to give us the transparency of what you did because you, you called it uh, a heinous act and you and you rallied everybody. And and again, okay. it's good that everybody came together, but you, you were outraged at this. And then they released this statement. Hey, we're glad that it did turn out to be this. Uh, we appreciate the FBI's quick and thorough investigation are thankful to learn that it wasn't an intentional racist act against Bubba. That's good. It's, it's a good statement, but you still need to come back to, okay, give us the, the rest of the story of how this proceeded uh, and the principals involved at this point. Let's, let's talk to folks. All right, what happened back last October? Like, if you really want to put this behind you, that's what you're going to need to do it. Well, they brought in the FBI. I mean, I think that's a, right. I think so that's just a big because they're thing. not going to file charges doesn't doesn't mean that there's nothing to it, right? No, but what I'm saying, I, I don't know if if they're silent about it, and that that doesn't do them any good. I mean, just think about how that would play out. Oh, I'm you not saying about silent about it, they, but they condemned it like it was done. Yeah, the, okay, the statement they released on Sunday night basically said this is a racist, terrible act. This is awful, and, and without having done any of an investigation. To determine whether it was just simply, oh, it's a pull, pull for the, the for the garage. Yeah, but it's it's a noose. It could be a pull for the garage, but it's a noose. It's not like they got any part of that wrong. You know, it's a noose. Now you can argue what what it was there for. You can argue, ah, did, well, why was this put up there? Why who put it up there for this reason? Whatever. Why would you make a make a garage pull in the shape of a noose? But it was a noose, so they were going on the facts that they had. Here's a noose in the garage. Okay, can we figure out how it got there? No, and that by that time the story is out. And so what else can what else does NASCAR do? Hey, we want to we're on the right side of racism. We want to make sure everybody knows that. And here we are putting everything together. And I think it was more important for NASCAR at that point to show that, hey, don't worry about us. We're on the right side of everything. And we have the FBI coming in to figure it out. And We're going to go through and have a thorough investigation. But you need to know what side we're on. We have no problem telling you. Here, all of us, we all stand with Bubba Wallace. And this is, this is the way we're going towards in this country. And I think they tried to do it with the, with the Confederate flag, too. They wanted, this is the way we're going. This is, this is how we stand as far as race relations go in our country. So from that, that was more important than the investigation. It was how, what is NASCAR's response? The first thing wasn't who did it. It was how does NASCAR feel about it? How does NASCAR feel about a, about a noose being in somebody's garage? What are they going to do about it? That was number one, and this was number two. If it was flipped, then I, I'd agree with you and say, well, yeah, th- because that was number, but number one really was what are you going to do? How do you how do you fight damage control on this? And what are you going to say? And how are you going to make this right? And that's what they focused on. So I get that that lagged a little bit, um, but I think that was probably more important for them at the time and that's why they did it the way they did well it's just good i mean it, it just has to be noted as he's as bubble wallace is doing more press doesn't sound like he's buying the explanation so no, they, he they've says, still got something they need to quell here 
Yeah, he was on. He was on uh, doing the news shows tonight, saying in in all his years in NASCAR, he has never seen anything like that in a garage. So, uh, you know, listen, there's still going to be more to this story. There's still going to be more to this. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We got more coming up in ninety. But first. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And we got more baseball, more basketball. Big story out of the Los Angeles with the Lakers. We got more on the Bubba Wallace controversy. But today Tom Brady put out an optic that I, I really wish he would think differently on it. Uh, Brady, there's video of him working out in Tampa with his new Buccaneers teammates. And this goes in direct uh, opposite direction of, of the NFLPA, which has requested that due to the outbreak in COVID-19 with different teams working out, that players shouldn't work out with their teammates for a little while so everybody can stay healthy. And then here's Brady basically thumbing his nose at it and saying, not doing it. Now, Brady's been a coronavirus truther from the beginning, right? When coronavirus came up was, what's the big deal? Wash your hands. And then he was caught running, uh, working out in a Tampa Bay park when the park was closed, which he didn't have to do that. He could have jogged around his neighborhood. But no, he didn't have to do that. But he decided to do that because he wants everybody to know that he really doesn't think the coronavirus is that big a deal. And now today, there's video of him working out after the NFLPA has said, listen, stop doing this. And this is where I wish Brady was a different kind of leader because he should be leading in the direction of safety because there's many players right now who are nervous about going out and playing, whether it's the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. They want to feel good and feel that they're going to be protected. And here's the NFL with all these COVID-19 cases going on. Brady should be the one saying, let's make sure we're all safe. Instead, he's saying, no, blank this. I'm going to go work out. You can go work out too. And this is why we wind up having coronavirus spikes and outbreaks because a guy like Brady who could lead in the right direction leads in the way of, yeah, forget it. Let's go out, continue to work out. This is what we said last night, Mike, that the return of sports inevitably is going to come down to players in their 20s and 30s and now 40s because they throw Brady in there making smart decisions when it comes to staying healthy and doing the right thing and avoiding exposing yourself to COVID-19 and then in turn exposing your teammates to COVID-19 because then sports can't come back. Look at what happened to the Orlando team, the NWSL last night. They can't go play because everybody went to a bar. We saw the same thing in Major League Baseball. You got to be smart. Be smart so everybody can play. And Brady, who is the biggest star in the National Football League, could be leading that way. But instead, it's no, no, no. Let's just keep doing. We're going to keep working out, keep doing all this stuff, this coronavirus stuff we're not going to pay attention to. He should be going in the other direction. Well, I, again, it's a recommendation, right? And the the idea being be smart about what you're doing. You didn't go run into a, a giant crowded pool or stand in line to, to go down a water slide or go into a crowded bar or a mosh pit. They, they throw football around. And I'd like to think that whatever they've determined is their safe, right? I mean, everybody's determining their own level of risk assessment, right? So if the, the NFL, if they want to bar guys from playing, and if we find Sapruder film of you working out with other people, we're going to take, you know, giant chunks of your money away or suspend you, then go down that road. In, in the interim, 
you're going to have guys getting together. I'm sure he's not alone. It's just he's Tom Brady, so he's going to get more publicity when it comes down to it. I'd like to think that they're being smart, right? They've got the the little thermometer guns that they're they're putting to the forehead and and reading their temperatures and making sure they're good. I know he's got his TB12 vitamins and that whole thing going on as well and his supplements, but I I can't say that he's obviously doing something grossly inappropriate here than putting himself at more risk than, you know, when I go outside. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to condemn him. If he, I, I, if it was regular situations and coronavirus wasn't spiking in Florida and you didn't have the NFLPA say, don't do this. And Brady basically thumbing his nose at it. I think that's different. If it was normal, I'm working out, okay, maybe not the best thing. Like Dak Prescott, the videos of him with his arms around players. Oh, you got a social distance. This is we've had an outbreak. Be smart. And Brady still decides to go the other way. Just, uh, he, could, he could do it better. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Hey, more from baseball and NASCAR next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It was approximately nine seconds ago. Alex Tyshirt realizes he was playing the wrong open for the slide over baby hour and hey, what do you mean? on a dime. <laughs> it was a good left turn. He covered it up beautifully. I landed gracefully. Oh, crap. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Uh, welcome inside. Slide over baby hour. We have so much to get to. We'll get to a big story out of baseball coming up in a second of, of exactly – the best way to attack this 60-game season now that everything has been agreed upon and completed and why this is the year for basically anybody to win. But I do want to say this because we're so, I'm so crazed about baseball today coming back and I'm really excited. And then I'm, you know, you're seeing all the names in, in, in Major League Baseball trend on Twitter. And then for the past couple hours, Puig is trending. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Puig is trending. Hang on a second. Whoa, why, what did Yasiel Puig do? No, 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 not Yasiel Puig. It's about a soccer player named Puig. Oh. So because Yasiel Puig not, has been yeah. making the rounds. I mean, it's, he was on AM 570 LA Sports no, just this past no. week talking about his foundation and what he's doing, and he's staying in shape, and uh, everybody's wishing, wanting, hoping to see him back out on the field again. No, they're, they're talking about Puig who plays with Messi, and uh, oh. apparently, I, did, I didn't see the results, but apparently they may have had, he had a pretty good game today, and uh, that's why Puig is trending. So it's not Puig, your oh. friend. He's not licking bats or having parties in Oklahoma City. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Puig, the soccer player. Uh, but, Puig, but Puig's still your friend, though. I mean, Puig is he still He is still friend, my friend. Yeah. Well, because it's funny, because when you get into the trending, it says Puig MLB, but then when you click the link... It's not about yeah. him at all. <laughs> uh, so th- then we have that going on. But with Major League Baseball coming back, there are many different offshoots to this conversation that we have had over the course of the night now that everything is official. Uh, the players have agreed to the owner's proposal. It's going to be a 60-game season that we're going to begin spring training or rather summer training on July 1st. First games are going to be the 23rd or the 24th of July. We're going to play the 60 games. There's going to be a universal designated hitter, and then we're going into the playoffs. Everything has been agreed upon. The players said, okay. Uh, As we've said, the 
tonight is the night for baseball to have their victory lap. They got it done. We're going to get a 60-game season. Okay. Tomorrow we kind of need a bit on safety and COVID-19 and how they're going to get this done because we have had none of that so far uh, on, on from Major League Baseball. We've gotten well, all sure. the protective in- instances and – strategies from the NBA and the NHL and even the NFL when they come back. But baseball, they haven't even distracted us away from the labor problem with, well, hey, let's forget about the labor problem for a second. We, we at least know what we're going to do to protect the players. There's been none of that. So you got to show me well, that you're act together a little bit. But well, but to tomorrow. be fair, they do don't have tomorrow. to. They don't owe us a damn thing. We're not going in the bubble. We're not going to the game. So no, no, if they, no, want, they, they, if they no, wanted to they keep us them. in the dark, they can. No, no, no. they <laughs> owe the players that. They owe the players that well, we're sure. going to be safe. But according Why, to know. the reports tonight, they've signed off on it. So I'm assuming at least the player reps have seen it. Whether the rest of the thousands of players uh, across Major League Baseball have, well, that's a whole other question. Well, th- but that gets into the part about when you buy a car, you want to feel good about buying the car, right? You don't want to walk on the lot and go, hey, I really like that car. And the salesman goes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good car, but I really like it. Yeah, let's do the paperwork. Oh, great. Well, yeah, I've usually know, done gotta, my due diligence before I go anywhere near a, you gotta, but, <laughs> a but, car lot. But, but, yeah. you, but you want the, the guy selling you the car to romance you a little bit and to kind of tell you about the car and give you the features and make you feel good about buying the car. Now, nah, the more players, he does that, the more I'm walking away to the play, guy that's oh, picking his nose oh, on the you other side stop. of the stop. You're just being a hater right now. Uh, <laughs> but you, but you want to feel good, and players want to feel good about going back and playing baseball. They want to feel good. So they, want, they need to know, hey, are you plans good plans or are you just trying to wing it right now because we spend so much time on the labor issues of it it's okay well everybody's going to play in their own park what do we do i don't know oh great that's a good plan so players do it but like i said take tonight for that but tomorrow because these players are going to report in a week mike this is a week from from an hour from now they're yeah. going to report and we're going to have baseball players trying to get ready for a season so this is happening it's happening now so we kind of need that in the next it's 24 really hours. happening yeah. Aren't you so excited? It's Nobody's happening. throwing any uh, water on my uh, celebration here, man. I am, uh, I'm on fire for this information that we finally got to whatever the forced agreement. They may hate each other, and we might have guys shaking hands through gritted teeth. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's all the snile, right? The half smile, half sneer, uh, like my Uncle Tom used to call it. It, does, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're, we're getting baseball for 60 games. And now you, you figure out the details. And, yes, I'd love to see what part of that original 67-page proposal uh, what it's been whittled down to uh, as we go through and what's been approved uh, and, and rolling through. I mean, because obviously for friends of ours that are broadcasters, they want to know, do they get to travel? Because there's been some talk that the radio teams will get to travel to these parks. We know that there's going to be longer uh, series, so maybe five games, which is where maybe you find your advantage. All right, we've got them beaten down. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, you know, because, look, this is a season where stuff's going to turn on a dime here uh, in terms of being able to get yourself into a playoff push. So excited, and I'm sure in due time we'll get all the data points we need uh, to tell us how the bubble's going to work in, in each of these ballparks and how they're going to get it done uh, with travel and everything else. I'm, I'm curious. No question about it. But as far as as the game goes, I'll tell you who's going to have the advantage with a 60-game season coming into it and, and, and trying to pick up and have a season that no baseball player has ever really had. All right, we're going to start spring training in the, at the end of June. We're going to play a 60-game season. 
the teams that show up focused and ready to play are going to overcome the more talented teams that are there to go through the motions. Because there's going to be the teams that just show up that there's many players who are saying – it's it's two months. I really don't feel great about being away from my family when I am. I don't feel great about being in the ballpark. I don't feel great about this. I'm going to play two months because I have to, and then we're going home. And there's going to be a difference in those teams versus the teams that come in and say, this is an opportunity. Let's go win a championship. The same thing's going to be said for teams in the NBA because there's going to be much more of that because teams are going to show up and go, well, we got to show up. And we're going to lose in the playoffs anyway because we're not going to beat the Clippers and then the Lakers and then beat the Bucks. So we're just going to play a little bit and go home. Uh, but you're going to see that in baseball too There's going to, because there already are players that don't want to be there because they don't like the decision that was made and, and the agreement that was agreed to. So you're going to see that. It's going to be natural. It's going to be medical concerns. It's going to be labor concerns. But you're going to see teams say, you know what, and players say, you know, let's just go play and then – we're going to go home. You're going to see teams that show up to, to spring training like that. Then you're going to see teams after the first 20 or so games when you get near the midway point of the season where they're going to play a month and go, yeah, not working out for us. We're 12 and 22. We're done. I'm folding it up and I'm mailing it in and I'm just going to play these last 30 games and then I'm going home. But those teams that stay mentally strong, that show up wanting to win and knowing they can win – those are the ones that are going to win. And this is year for the teams like the Padres or the Mariners who are terrible or the Tigers who could never compete with any of these good teams in the course of 162-game season. Okay, There's no way the Padres are going to show up and, and beat out the Dodgers to win the NL West. Right? That's just not going to happen in over 162 games. But 60 games... That's doable. You get a couple of pitchers who show up, and hey, look at this. We got a couple of rookie pitchers who are pretty good. We don't have to worry about them hitting the wall in the middle of the season. We're talking about 60 games. They're going to start 10 or 11 games, and then the playoffs. Their arms are going to be fresh. We can start out, and maybe we go 38 and 22 or 35 and 25, and that's good enough to get into the playoffs. Whereas later on in the season, we would fade a bit, and maybe we wind up being 500. And our young arms that show up hit the wall, or our young rookies who come up play in too many games, hit that rookie wall, and the guy who was hitting 330 for the first 50 games is now down to 270 when you get down to the end of the season. But this is that year. If anybody can do it, if you're going to see a, a, a crazy team come out of nowhere and win, this is the year because those teams can do it over the course of 60 games where they couldn't compete normally. So that's the message if I'm one of those teams. I'm an also-ran. Listen, you know what? Look, you know where we guys all are, but 60 games – we can do this. 60 games, then we get in the playoffs. We stay hot because that's how it goes. In baseball, the hottest team wins. It's not always the best team. The best team wins in the NFL. The best team wins in the NBA. The hottest team wins in Major League Baseball. We get in that playoffs. We get hot. Suddenly, it's a World Series title. We could be saying, look at this, the Detroit Tigers. They are the worst team in baseball. Here they are <laughs> winning the World Series. You know, or, or the Seattle Mariners. Who Didn't they start out last year like 13-1? and one? They started out in They did. They, start the first year. three weeks of the season, they were on fire. Yeah, they were great. Why not do that this year? And then look, look at the seat. Look at the Seattle Mariners. They're in the playoffs now. Here they go. What a great story they are. And and who would have thought this could have happened? That's how I sell it. If I'm one of those teams, that's exactly how I sell it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at the young guys, and, and we talk about that transition, right? Always from college buckets uh, to the pros, and guys hitting that rookie wall. Well, we don't have it here for pitchers. 
Look, man, you're going to have seven or eight starts when it's all said and done. Every one of them are going to be magnified. So it's almost like a playoff start every time you take them out, which is pretty cool. Uh, For some pitchers, uh, maybe that's not the best of things, but we'll see how that plays out uh, over time. But you look at the Angels, right? Mike Trout is going to have meaningful at-bats beyond opening day, Smith. Hey, and And look, the Angels are another team. You know, could could they do it over 60 games? Sure. They could do right. it over 60 games. Well, them, the, the Rays, right? Too young to know better uh, <laughs> what they should be, <laughs> right? They're always that team that you look up and go, wait a minute, they won 80, how many games? They won 90 games? How'd they do that? Uh, good young staff, a lot of young talent. We'll see what they're able to pull off. But in a 60-game sprint, again, the assumptions are Dodgers, Yankees, and your heavyweights. Houston probably positioned pretty well, again, with the veteran arms uh, to help anchor things. But I'm I'm just curious to see all the the different ways this plays out. Certainly, as a, as a White Sox guy from the South Side of Chicago, I mean that that's a team that is mighty intriguing to me. Tim Anderson today announcing he's going with Clutch Sports as his agents now, uh, so next level move for him and higher profile uh, as well. Uh, but certainly for the White Sox, a lot of young talent coming together. You got Jose Abreu back. I mean, there's there's certainly uh, potential there for some chaos i think they're 24 to 1 on your handy dandy betting sheet right now uh so perhaps uh, a little bit of action a little bit of wager in nevada uh to come for one young mike Armin as well uh why because you got to make it interesting or more interesting more mm-hmm. interesting some would say interesting-er but i don't because i no, know you, english because uh, you went to school yeah yeah no look the good teams are still going to be good but but a team like the Dodgers, let's just say, that has, you know, has won the NL West you know, going all the way back to 1974. Uh, you know, could they have one of those stumbling starts? Sure they could because you've sure. got to get out of the bait, gate strong. You know, you, and this is, why, this is why I think a lot of teams are going to regret not having the expanded playoffs because you, you, it's tougher to have uh, to overcome that start. Maybe you, you have one of those things where, boy, we're 500. And if the Dodgers are, you know, find themselves at 31 and 29, looking on the outside in and the playoff picture, but by the midway point to the end of the season, suddenly they're 15 or 20 games over 500. That's okay. So, I mean, you could see teams having 500 type starts and, because they're not starting as hot as other teams. The impetus to start out big is huge, and that's why you're going to be able to tell right away which teams are there to play and which teams are there to just go through the motions and go home. And we'll know that pretty easy. Oh, the potential for so much chaos here. Isn't it delicious? I mean, it's it's going to be great theater. And it's a dead sprint. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen. I mean, I'm not sprinting. I mean, I, I don't sprint. I, I just don't. Oh, I'm I'll, working I'll on it. Get that activate yeah, no, no, the no. glutes, man. No, no, no. I'll, watch. I'll go for a walk, but I'm not going to sprint. Oh, That's by the I'm way, gonna are we going to be – how do we get together to boo the Astros? Uh, well, I, I, I think you have to do it over a Zoom call. Can we get someone to stand there and just have gonna, thousands of people call into a Zoom call so it no, a- a- echoes? It's going to be. It's going to look like that scene from Love Actually at the end where all the small <laughs> photos make up the big picture, and it's going to be everybody booing the Astros. Oh, no, we'll get cool. it done. Yeah, yeah no, we'll get it done. Booing photo mosaic. Yeah. I like oh, it. Sounds going to work. <laughs> That's beautiful. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. This is the why not us year in Major League Baseball. Trust me. Uh, coming up, we have big news out of the NBA. Avery Bradley has decided to not go to the Lakers uh, restart in Orlando. What does that really mean? And are they really going to sign J.R. Smith? And also, 
more on the Bubba Wallace controversy that ended a way that none of us expected. I'll tell you exactly why it unfolded the way it did, and you'll understand where it got to the noose controversy. It's coming up next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You know, I always have to be honest. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Okay, go ahead. And I don't know that there is anything more wild in the world right now than the three-way Twitter battle going on between Aubrey Huff, Trevor Bauer, and Kurt Schilling. I mean, I just spent the la- I felt like I was on Reddit the last couple minutes going through Twitter, seeing these guys fight about their careers. Oh, my God. All right. Let me just let me just sum it up for you before they've we, been going we, at it for about, what, 48 oh, hours. At yeah, this, this point. is insane. All right. So uh, obviously, Aubrey Huff, who put out this. I don't even want to get into the video he put out about wearing a mask last week. But Trevor Bauer, who has been one of the more outspoken pitchers in Major League Baseball, uh, he gets into it with Aubrey Huff about their careers. And Aubrey Huff is talking about winning two World Series rings and Bauer doesn't. Then Kurt Schilling decides to jump in and, and talk about war as a stat and you have to get your team to the World Series. And then Trevor Bauer puts out a stat going, my career so far is better than yours at this point, Kurt. And Kurt Schilling gets really mad saying that, oh, I've I've done won these games, been to All-Star Games, World Series, and it just goes back and forth about them promising to follow, to give Twitters to, Twitter followers to each other. Uh, this is just insane. I need a 30 for 30 on this. Oh. I mean, I, I mean I, this is I, – I keep going back to find where it began. I can't find the beginning. It just keep, It's just so entertaining going, wow, these guys can't stand each other. That I, oh, but then this is a response to this, and this is a response to this. this I'm never going to get to the beginning of this. I, no, I don't know that I need to. It's like Inception. Uh, you, you think you figured it out, and then there's another layer for you. Uh, I, and, and you've got three big personalities. Uh, we all know Kurt Schilling uh, oh in his God. history. Uh, Aubrey Huff has really come strong to the game here these last couple of months. And certainly this last week with a lot of stuff to anger people. Uh, And when, in addition to getting into the political side of things, starts invoking religion on stuff, gets people fired up on a whole other level. Meanwhile, Trevor Bauer just wants to play baseball. I mean, ba- no, I don't know. Bauer, Bauer really enjoys this. I mean, Bauer. Well, he, he, he was enjoying baseball until Aubrey <laughs> Huff got in the middle of that. But, yeah, but now, and ba- now it's gone. And now he's going to pass time until he has to report. You, you know what it looks like? This looks like this looks like that scene from uh, what was it? Civil War, where Iron Man is fighting Captain America and Bucky, and he's in the middle, and like Bucky and Captain America taking turns hitting him, and Iron yeah. Man is trying to turn it hit each of them. That's like what's going on with Trevor Bauer and Kurt Schilling and. And, uh, and Aubrey Huff. It's insane. I mean, Bauer's mentioning, hey, Kurt, how about all the money you lost in the video game industry? Oh. It's like nothing is off limits with this battle. Nothing. Yeah, no, there were a lot of lawsuits oh. out of that. Yeah, no, that, oh. that was ugly. Uh, wow. For, th- for folks that don't know that one, go Wikipedia that and go <laughs> do a deep dive on that one. Uh, that, that'll keep you busy for the rest oh, of the night. Oh, my goodness. Wow. But, yeah, uh. I mean, if we could get that into a, a three-man uh, Zoom call, a triple oh, threat sure. match. Yeah, oh, why and, not? And uh, you and I can just moderate that, that'd be great. 
Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Now, obviously, and, and we'll get to the Avery Bradley uh, Lakers big story coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, the Bubba Wallace controversy ended in a way in which no one expected it to end today. And this is with the FBI concluding there was no hate crime against Bubba Wallace, who NASCAR driver that found a noose in his garage when he was assigned it uh, this past weekend. Uh, after a very big weekend in which NASCAR was very public about being able to try to you know, eradicate racism, it was, a, it was a big last couple of days for NASCAR. The FBI, through their investigation, found that this was a garage pull door uh, rope that was fastened like a noose that had been put up in October of 2019. And obviously no one knew that Bubba Wallace was going to get assigned that garage uh, this past weekend. And we've talked about this from different angles about how no matter what NASCAR did, this was going to be the reaction because the first reports are of a noose in someone's garage and how are you going to react to that? So I, I think everything went the way it should. And now the, the discrepancy is over. Is it a noose? Is it a pull rope? And Wallace has gone on on uh, a couple of television shows tonight saying, I've never seen something like that in all my time in NASCAR. And I look at it, and I see a noose. I mean, they showed video of it on TV. It, it, it's a noose. Now, was it built to be a noose by whoever did it a few months ago for an unknown reason? Or was it just a way to build a garage pull rope and a way that could have been done better so it didn't look like a noose? A slip knot versus noose versus how are we defining it, right? Yeah, to some, it's, I guess. It, yeah. It's, it, it's definitely, you know, that that's the crux of the story now. And to, to go further about why, and I get why NASCAR responded the way they did, because look, was it embarrassing? Yes, I've told you. It's embarrassing. It was embarrassing to us. We talked about it, other people talking about it. But I get why this went the way it did and why the events unfolded. And to explain it to you, I'm going to take you back a couple of years ago. If you remember, I think it was, it was Vanity Fair or GQ or one of the magazines, one of the big fashion magazines, had a front page cover that featured LeBron James and I think it was Giselle Bunchen. And the picture on the front of the Vanity Fair cover, or, or GQ, I forget what it was. Uh, the picture on the front cover was LeBron. It was Vogue. In a, Vogue it was. Okay, very good. What you looking at? Vogue. Vogue. And it was LeBron James in his uniform. One hand, he's dribbling a basketball, and he's got a really mean look on his face. And he's got one arm around Giselle Bunchen, who is in this slinky dress, and she's got her hands up, and she's smiling. And now when I woke up, because I, I remember waking up and being ready to go on the air and, and you know, to figure out what I was going to talk about for that night. I get on Twitter and I see this controversy. And I'm like, okay, racist controversy involving cover of Vogue magazine uh, in which uh, it looks like, you know, many people are saying it looks like King Kong and, and what, what a racist uh, comparison to make LeBron James being King Kong in this photo because uh, that's, what, that's what it looks like to people. Now, I saw this before I saw the story. So, of course, when I saw the cover... That's all I could see. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything else. I couldn't see that the photographer probably had a different thought in mind when, when, when they took the picture that, oh, hey, give me something fun. You look like, you're, you know, he's powerful and he's saving you or, you know, who knows what it was there. I'm sure it wasn't done with a, with a racial tone to it. But in the moment, you know, maybe things got away from them. But once I knew that was the story, okay, I couldn't see anything but that being, uh, you know, here's you're comparing LeBron James to King Kong. And when this story comes out of a noose in the garage, I'm being told it's a noose, and I look at it, and sure enough, 
all I can see is a noose because it's a noose. And now think about you're the person from Bubba Wallace's team who goes into the garage and sees this hanging from the door. And what he sees is a noose and says, oh, my God, this is a noose. And he goes and he tells his teammates, he tells everybody else, everybody shows up, you're expecting to see a noose, and what do you see? It's a noose. So then the story breaks, a noose is found in Bubba Wallace's garage. And there's nobody to say, well, is this part of the door handle? Is this just a bad idea for the door handle? Because what do you see? You see a noose. And the story gets out, and things go from there. So once that was reported that way, there was really nothing else anybody could have done because the story then takes on its own life. And with what we're dealing with going on in this country the past few months, of course, that that becomes a front-burner story. And now NASCAR's responsibility, their number one responsibility is, okay, how do we fix this? How do we make this right? How do we respond? That's more important than the investigation because we know the FBI is coming in the next couple of days we're going to take care of this, look into it. But how do we respond is more important. So that's what NASCAR focused on. And we didn't get the news part of the story didn't come along until later on today. So w- once you, you see it from that aspect, and realize that once people see a noose, that's a noose. And look, I see it. It's a noose. I, I see the way it's tied. That's just the way it is. That's how this was going to go. And I, I don't see how NASCAR could have done anything differently to avoid being where they are right now with it. Yeah, and and now it's the question of where it goes from here. As we talked about it yesterday, it was, well, alleged noose, and here's we talked more about the race day unification uh, of the drivers and of the NASCAR field, but certainly wondering what the investigation, once the FBI came in, was going to yield. Uh, Bubba Wallace on with uh, Don Lemon tonight. On CNN, it's a straight-up news, not a garage pool. Um, And the sporting news write-up of it says, which is what social media detectives are claiming. Okay. Uh, Nice editorial to add into there. Uh, I quote, I've been racing all my life. We raced out of hundreds of garages that have never had garage pulls like that. So people that want to call it a garage pull and put out all the videos uh, and photos of knots being their evidence, go ahead. The FBI stated it was a noose over and over. NASCAR leadership has stated it was a noose. I can confirm I actually got evidence of what was hanging in my garage over my car around my pit guys to confirm that it was a noose. Never seen anything like it. So continuing to push that. So he's calling on NASCAR to push beyond what the FBI concluded here, right? That the explanation clearly for Bubba Wallace and his team is not sufficient uh, at this point. So now it's the, all right, maybe you, you had a gaff on the opening. Because, again, the, w- the way it was worded is you immediately came up with the condemnation and saying 100% this is what it is. And for me, I, I fear that's, that's where a, a lot of the conversation is going to end for folks is that, well, this is what obviously happened. And Bubba Wallace, in going on air as he has, uh, is, is leading – at least from those words that I just read from his appearance tonight, that he's still convinced there's more to this. So NASCAR uh, is going to have to continue its own investigation. Uh, This is not a finished product at this point. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Just to give you a point of just how this story got to where it was, and and really, I I don't see there being any other way that they avoided being at this point. Now, where we go from this point, that's a different story. Uh, Coming up in 90 seconds, speaking of a different story, we get to the NBA, where... 
I can now see the point of are the NBA playoffs going to be legitimate after the story we're going to bring you. But first, be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So tonight we saw a big story in the NBA as Avery Bradley, who was leading the movement along with Kyrie Irving to question the player's playing in the bubble in Orlando a few days ago. Bradley, who started 44 games for the Lakers this year, was pretty good shooting from three-point range, has decided he is not going to rejoin the team when they continue the season in Orlando. Bradley citing family concerns, and one of his children, Liam, has a respiratory illness which needs to be looked over, and he would not be allowed to be with Bradley in the bubble in Orlando while they're playing. So he has decided to stay with his family instead of going to play with the Lakers. And I get it. You know, we've said this from the beginning. That when you get close to that pack-a-bag-and-go time, there's going to be players that say, you know what, uh, I don't know about this. I, I, I might want to stay home either because I feel like my family is at risk or I'm at risk. And the deadline is tomorrow for teams to let players know or for players to let teams know I'm not going to Orlando. And I fully expect there to be more players like Avery Bradley to say, hey, we're not going to come play and uh, because I'm, I'm going to stay home. And, and look, the NBA has been very understanding about this. They're not going to say players are in breach of contract. They're going to allow them to to go. And, and, and that's a really good thing. But this is what's going to open the door to will the NBA playoffs be legit? Because what we're seeing now is let's just say a few more players say they're not playing. Well, already the Lakers have to replace Avery Bradley as starter. What's going to happen if you get to the playoffs and a couple of players test positive for coronavirus have to sit out? Now, hopefully it doesn't happen and hopefully every player is healthy. And I'm, I'm not going from the perspective of, oh, boy, this guy getting sick. But, you know, you think that with the math, it's going to happen. And luckily, players have been recovering pretty quickly. But you get to the playoffs, and let's say the Lakers are playing the Clippers, and the Lakers are up 2-zip in the best of seven at Western Conference Finals, okay? And then LeBron and AD have to sit out for the rest of the series. And suddenly, the the Clippers turn that into a back-end sweep. They go on, win the NBA championship. You're going to have a lot of fans go, ah, the playoffs weren't legit. Because it's not an injury that causes LeBron to miss time. This is not ineffectiveness or or a team not playing well this is something completely random a black swan that has shown up and and it's a black swan event that is resulting in here's players not being able to play Avery Bradley and Trevor Reza as well staying home with family you have have potential players getting sick look Nikola Jokic has tested positive for coronavirus and who knows what his journey back into the states is going to be like will he get a clean bill of health will he be ready to play will he be his, his normal self will he not be I mean all of these questions are going to be out there and if that happens I think then you're going to have a large uh, portion of fans saying hey you know what NBA playoffs yeah it was just ridiculous and such a team won but they were they really the champions because LeBron couldn't play or Giannis couldn't play or the 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 Bucks lost two you know three-fifths of their starting five for a couple of games and couldn't do it so I, I think that would really push into the yeah I don't know how legit the NBA playoffs were part of the conversation that that I think many are going to wind up going with well and they could all beat it because you can't have it both ways 
right? Either No, I mean, seriously, you either want them to play or you want everybody to go sit in the corner and, and sucking on their thumbs and, and then hope and wish that this stuff goes away. Like, at some point, <laughs> like you, you just have to say, all right, there's risk involved. There's risk involved all the time. And unfortunately, this one still has some questions as to how uh, we, we curb it and, and push it to where it's minimized. And, and the number of positive tests are there. We go through the death rate. We've done this uh, ad nauseum. I mean, it, it's all about risk assessment. And, it, and if folks want to asterisk it away or write books about the terrible playoffs of 2020, have at it. I'm getting my popcorn. I'm going to enjoy it. If someone's not there, you know what? I'll cheer for the next guy wearing the uniform. Because in the end, aren't we all just cheering laundry? Oh, we like uh, the stories. You love the, you love the, the laundry cheering line. You love well, that Well, but it's true, line. right? I mean, in, in the end, if, if we're going to go down the route of, ah, none of this is legit, all right, well... You know, how, how far do we need? How many guys do we need? What's what's the threshold before we decide on the illegitimacy of this playoff period? Right. Because some are already still belly aching over the 60 game MLB season. Shut up. Last week, you didn't have any. You had zero and you were complaining that you weren't going to get a baseball season. Well, now you got one. It's imperfect. It's got weird rules, especially if you get to an extra inning uh, and that guy's starting on second base. Yeah, I don't like it either. Shut up and enjoy your baseball. <laughs> Same wow, thing here. Look at you. Well, and and look, there's going to be folks that are wondering about Avery Bradley. Like, why don't you want to play basketball? Look, he made a personal decision. I hope he and his teammates, and you know, they've got to be okay with it. His coaches have to be okay with it. And you know, next man up uh, could be J.R. Smith for you, Jason Smith. I mean, it could be that uh, right in our backyard here in Los Angeles that we get that story by Avery Bradley oh, not being part of the bubble. Those so are there's all, some value. Those are already the reports of ESPN that J.R. Smith is the leading candidate to replace <laughs> Avery Bradley. It was like he had worked out with them before this all yeah at eight o'clock tonight the avery bradley story hit west coast time eight ten were all the boy the lakers are screwed without avery bradley tweets then at eight twenty were well the lakers can overcome not having avery bradley tweets then at eight thirty, jr smith started trending and after that laker fans just got right off of twitter okay i really i got <laughs> jr smith come on man siri come on I, i'm not doing it i'm not doing it Let's see. Currently trending for me, Clippers, Jack Del Rio. Oh, Jack Del Rio is another one. Uh, We don't have enough time for Jack Del Rio tonight. (laughs) It's not enough time. No. Uh, Joe Hayden, Mariners, Rondo. Yeah. And Puig. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I think Jack Del Rio fell victim to a fake political tweet. I think oh. that's what's happened. I, I'm okay. not sure because, listen, it's only so much I could do to get through Trevor Bauer and Kurt Schilling and Aubrey Huff arguing about war. And, and, and I mean, it's just – and VORP and everything else. It's just insane. I can't keep it straight. I really – it's like the There's plot to Inception. So I many can't things, do it. man. I mean, so really, many levels. I mean, it's, it's – I mean, oh, my goodness. I, I feel like, you know, the, the night gets on. I mean, as the later it gets, the crazier it gets. That's how it goes. Well, that's generally how it works anyway, especially once oh. you get into the slide over baby hour. I mean, oh, that's all true. bets are off. No, that's true. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. <laughs> Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, coming up next, hey. The absolute way for you to look ahead to the baseball and NBA seasons that are coming. And and if you have time to look at the Twitter war going on, okay, go ahead. Uh, you'll, 
<laughs> really? It's like Iron Man fighting Bucky Cap. It really the is. The gif you just put up it is really classic. Is. So good. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we only have 15 minutes left. All right, that's coming up next right here, Fox. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 